0: This episode of Achievement Hunting 101 is brought to you by the game Michael Jackson The Experience. Out now on the Xbox 360.
1: and salutations, fellow Chivo Hunters, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, where we talk the games to get you the gains. I am your host this week, Elroy OMJ, and I am joined today by three individuals. First is a Chivo Hunter from the family cervidae. He is Koosh Moose.
2: <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs>
2: Assuming that's an actual scientific yeah. term.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the, the moose uh, family. I knew but, that. There you go. That was the educational portion of the show. Also here today is my southern brother from another mother. He is Bray rocker
3: Howdy. All
1: right. And lastly, we are joined by a man who knows a grudge when he sees it. It is show contributor Big L. How's it going, man?
0: I think you mean fudge. <laughs> and, and, um, and by fudge, I mean awesome. sandwich. Oh, that's not a
2: fudge sandwich. That is a yeah. weird sandwich. Well, wait yeah, a that's minute. Late. Very chewy. Is an E.L. fudge, you not a sandwich. Wait, hold on. Wait, we're starting <laughs> with food.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, achievements. Well, thank y'all for uh, joining me tonight. Uh, we're starting right on time, so this is great. All right, so in honor of <laughs> National Michael Jackson Day, which it's a few hours left in, uh, we're gonna spice things up this week. And pay our respects by telling you what memorable games we've been playing using a Michael Jackson song to frame it. So, for example, uh. you might say, if you went to, you know, with the Michael Jackson song Man in the Mirror, you might uh, have just played the two to three hour Fearful Symmetry and the Awful Prince or whatever it's called. Um, or maybe, uh, oh, that I and Me game, you might have played that as well. You see, Man in the Mirror, because it's one of those dreaded games where you control two things at once. But anyhow, Brett Rocker, it's only fitting, since you are the youngest of the four of us, that you go first, because Michael would have wanted it that way.
3: All right. So what's your first one, man? Well, my (laughs) connection is not as uh, thorough as that, but I played the game Out (sighs) Buddies, which is Uh a Vayner, and... It's a 2D platformer and it has no connection to Michael Jackson, but another oh. way to state the game and its difficulty would be to say, out buddies, not easy as Ori, or simple as Tesla grad, Shante, oh, I no, it's out buddies. See, there there <laughs> we wow. go. Wow. Good
1: answer. Buddies. Good answer. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you.
3: All right, That's yeah. So, lot, Out Buddies is your old school Vayner. It very much takes uh, some liberties from Metroid, as uh, a as, so, so I think <laughs> having mm-hmm. not played Metroid, oh stop uh, it. Th- it's got these <laughs> tunnels that you pass through to get to the other screens that are covered by these bright colored balls that you have to shoot. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know where they got that from, but uh, this was a game that. I only played an hour of, and I just, I was not feeling it, not into it. Um, part of that was just because I got really mad, because I decided that I was going to speed run the game before I played the game, <laughs> and there's not many people speedrunning it, so the runs that you will find are not well commented on, and so I did, I got fairly far until the dude did something crazy, and I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, so I just got mad and I, I threw the game away cause I wasted an hour of my time just trying to get somewhere that I couldn't go. And, uh, and yeah,
1: it sounds like a real pleasant experience. Uh.
3: Otherwise the game is very highly reviewed and <laughs> it came to Xbox. It looks like for me, this type of game, like it's the, the color palette probably consists of, I don't know, 10 colors basically. And, uh, if that, So it's very old school looking and it can be hard with the platforming and the shooting, the running gun part of it. I don't know. It's probably a really good game, but my first impression is just like I have to be in the right mood to play this game. Uh it just came out for Xbox. Uh the in the What they call it is OutBuddies DX. DX is like this definitive edition patch. So if you if you get it on PC now, it's called the DX version. But uh, it's it's actually an older game. It's probably came out in like 2013, I think. But if you're looking for old school Castlevania, Metroid games, like this is the one that you're going to go for on the Xbox, I would think. Um, You're not. Don't go for Guacamelee. Don't go for Ori. You want old school. You're
1: going to go OutBuddies. How's the uh, the color palette compared to gato robato
3: oh it definitely has more color than gato robato which is short on shortly on my list to play. Uh. Oh,
1: man. But you get so many. It's, it's part of the collectibles. You get different color schemes. So.
3: Do you? I
2: have not even that for.
1: Oh, yeah, man. You get like... How many do you think, say there's two? There's probably oh. like 15 of them or so.
2: I don't know. I, I picked up... must must have been four or five, and I didn't go very far into it. But the, it's uh, tied so. to the collectibles, right?
1: Yeah. I, I beat it. and uh, But every time you... Uh,
2: yeah, the collectibles. I think there's like 15
1: of them. I think, but yeah, each one of them's a different color scheme, and they all have weird names like Bubblegum and um, smoker's jacket or something. It, like that. Is it
3: just like like a filter over the game where you just see like all yeah, different shades long, of red, pretty much? No, there's,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like only two real colors that right. they use. There's shade, and so then they just change those two colors. Out but. buddies at least
3: puts them together. Like I'm seeing green, red, blue, <laughs> and like. White and purple oh, and oh, cyan. Wow. That That's it. So there's three
1: <laughs> colors at a time. That's crazy talk, man. Yeah.
3: So,
2: Look at you using <laughs> the word cyan. What'd you call it? <laughs> Teal. No, no, no. It's not bad. No, it's good. It's a good word. Uh, what'd you think about the move set in Out Buddies?
3: So as much as I got, um, it seemed like there's no double jump yet. I don't know if there's a double jump in the game, but I think that they want you to use your gun and like the the propulsion of it to navigate places. So that might uh substitute for your double jump. Hmm. It's, it, I don't know. It, it just seemed very in line with old school platforming as, as far as movement goes. So is there
1: nothing memorable in terms of some special upgrade as in the metrovania versus
3: universe? Uh Not that I've played again. I only got like an hour in, I got two or three upgrades um Mm -hmm. nothing nothing that really is memorable like i think no spoilers i got like a charge shot so that was like the first major one (laughs) and then there were some other collectibles along the way that will probably do something along at some point but yeah it was just just another old school vayner and that's all it is
4: well
1: Nate, you uh you, uh, speaking of colored palettes, I think you might have some colors for us.
2: Oh, I do. I have uh, Neon Abyss. This is a Game Pass game, and it's a stack. Uh, it's out on the uh, X1 and the PC, and I'm, I was just looking at it right before the show started. Um, any guesses on TA for a 1,000-gamer score game?
1: That just let's came win- out?
2: Yeah, let's go win 10 first. What do you think? 6,000.
1: Oh, it has got to be higher. Nah, I'm uh, going 34. It- 30- 450. Whoa. 1,001.
2: My goodness. Uh, it is 6,492 TA oh, nice. on the PC and on the X1. It is 25,867. <laughs> oh, God. It's insane. Um, so, this is a roguelite run uh, running gun platform shooter. Um, I know everyone loves that. I'm, I'm playing a lot of these. I think it's because there's just a lot of these out now. Um, it's... Uh, not a bad game. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, I found, uh, well, first of all, let me tie this back to Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. In, in this Rest game,
2: uh, you play as someone who's trying to get revenge. And uh, on your quest, you can sort of take a um, kind of a good side or a bad side. And, and there'll mm-hmm. be crystals that you can interact with. And if you interact with them without shooting them, they'll be purple. And they will uh, give you, uh, they will fill up a light gauge meter. If you've shot them or if an enemy has shot them, they'll turn red. And if you walk into them, you'll take damage and you'll fill up uh, a dark side meter. So this makes me think of uh, Black or White by uh, Michael Jackson. How does that go? And I am not going to do that to our <laughs> listeners <laughs> <laughs> or to you guys. I'm going to save you. From that, that punishment. Just destroy, just
0: destroy a car. And uh, we had a talk across. about that one time, I remember. There was definitely a... Was that
2: during the Super Bowl or something? It was a car that was destroyed
0: after. Oh yeah, It was a big thing.
2: Well, when like you fill fight. up this meter... Uh, either way you fill it up. If you fill up the light meter or the dark uh, meter... And basically uh, it'll go from light to dark or dark to light... Um, as you uh, pick up or interact with the level. And uh, once you fully meet the meter... Either to the light side or the dark side a special portal will open up in that level and you can teleport there and get a um a free power up. Uh Whoa. Yeah, it's not so bad. Um but yeah, so uh <laughs> it's a fun game. I think the first it'll be as you go through it, success successive runs will make each uh following run longer. Um so I think the first time you go through and beat the final boss I think there's five main uh, maps that you load into. So you beat a boss, you go to the next map, you beat a boss. Once you do that five times, that fifth boss is the final boss. When you beat that, you'll open up the next tier uh, where I think it's six levels long. Um, so you just keep going and going. I haven't gotten too far because there are some really grindy achievements that are easy to get uh, on that first playthrough, that first uh, dungeon. Is that is yeah. that why
1: the TA is just out of control on it?
2: It could be, I think, I also think this is a high skill game, uh, when it comes to some of the achievements, not all of them, but there's a couple that's going to be a little bit tough, like not taking any damage at all, um, Mm -hmm. to get through an entire, you know, five sets of bosses. Um, that could be tough, but one of the ways you can do that is it doesn't have to be your first attempt. So you could go through and die a hundred times getting power ups the entire time, but just dying intentionally to that fifth boss. Uh, so that when you finally make your run, you're super powered. You have access to a whole bunch of more uh, better guns and things like that that you wouldn't have had access to previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I went ahead and did and discovered that there was um, a way to cheese one of the more time consuming achievements, which is running over 999 worms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you kill an enemy, a worm will drop out and it'll die after about <laughs> five seconds but if uh, you so Whoa, your goal please. is to run over <laughs> right. it before it dies and if you do that you'll get a coin. Uh I got so
1: I got so many questions about these enemies now. <laughs> uh, the,
2: yeah, there's quite a variety of enemies too, quite a variety. So
1: is it like a tapeworm? I mean, what, what kind of worm are we talking about? It to? looks like,
2: like a, it looks like a caterpillar to be honest. Or like an inchworm, like a very hungry, hungry caterpillar, kind of inchworming oh. its way along the bottom of the screen, and it blows up. You know, <laughs> is in that, a nasty, is bloody. That is
1: that why they're? Is that why the enemy is like they've been possessed by some worm overlord or something? Like, how's this tied so. to the story? Here? No,
2: I don't think so. Well, I think you're being, uh, you're gifted uh, with powers and the ability to get revenge by some sort of demonic figure. You're basically making a deal with the devil to go get revenge on someone. Uh, I haven't gotten too Ooh. far into the story, but that's what it seems like it's doing. Uh, But this achievement uh, for getting 999, you can kind of game the very first run through, which is kind of a tutorial run. Uh, When Mm. you go down to your last hit on that tutorial run, you don't die. It just lets you live. And that last boss uh, in that tutorial run spawns uh, three bats at a time. And when you kill the bats, there's a good chance they'll drop. Each one of them will drop a worm. So you can just keep running over the worms takes about 45 minutes to an hour to get 999 of them uh, as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I put up a solution um, for it uh, for both the PC and the X1. And there's also another achievement you could try to do at the same time, which is uh, completely buying out every store four times on a run. And that's mm-hmm. easy to do when you have money. And, Well, when you're running over all those worms, you're going to have a lot of money. So that's a good time to go ahead and try to make that run. Uh, So you can, you can cheese the game a little bit and there's other characters that will make some of the other more difficult achievements that seem really difficult. They'll be a little bit easier. Um, and then the second game I played tied to Michael Jackson, I'll be real brief with this one, uh, Mm -hmm. is heal the world. And Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, in Forager, you are doing the opposite of healing the world. So you're you're going to want to heal the world when you're done. You're basically going around and mining all the natural resources. You're chopping down every tree. You're cutting down every blade of wheat. You're fishing uh, every fish you can get out of every pool of water you can see. Uh, You're Mm -hmm. smashing rock deposits and getting (laughs) minerals and everything. You're killing animals left and right for their... uh, you know, for their meat and for their skins. And you're basically just doing a series of just one more, just one more, just one more. And you're slowly building up your guy and buying new screens that have new resources that you can go grab. It's very quick to play uh, and it just keeps you going. Uh, It's a fun game. Um, It's one of the things I, didn't think i would be interested in playing and didn't think i would be there an hour later playing and saying what time is it uh because mm-hmm. i don't like crafting and this game is nothing but crafting you're building the thing to build the next thing to build five of this thing to combine with the other stuff to make this new building uh and that's the sort of stuff i hate but i'm doing it so i guess that's good <laughs>
1: <Sounds> <laughs> like it's got your uh their hooks in you pretty I, good they've
2: it. they figured out the magic sauce so um <laughs> it's a fun game i haven't so- put too much time into it but yeah
1: so uh, you're killing all these little uh, varmints out there. So you know my my next question. Though. Okay. Did you leave? Did you leave the possums alone, or, or what I, kind of animal variety? We I saw
2: no possums. Uh, you're killing okay. chicken. Uh, you're killing um, bulls. I think they're skeleton warriors. I, have I you made
3: it to the desert for the desert possums? <laughs>
2: I have not made <laughs> yes, it to the <laughs> desert. Uh, I've killed some <laughs> the pigs. There's some wild boar. Um, Now, I I played this for a long time. I played this for probably about an hour before the first achievement popped. So, if you want to check it out, you're pretty safe. You're not going to pop anything right away unless you get super lucky, uh, and you probably won't in the first hour. So, you might want to see if it's for you. Uh, And the first achievement I got was for getting one of every gemstone. I think there's four or five, and they drop from mineral deposits.
3: I do know that there's an achievement for getting a trillion coins, which sounded super grindy. Um, looking at the list, it's one of the top, th- the last three achievements you're going to get in the game based off total unlock so far. How many coins did you get in an hour? Um, a couple thousand, a couple thousand. Okay. And so, yeah. I mean, they, they, they could ramp up, but a trillion and coins is still that, a lot of yeah. coins.
2: I think that you can start building factories and you can tell the factories what to build. And so, as long as you've got resources pouring in, those factories can just be set to nonstop generating coins. So as you get resources, they just build the coins. So I think there are things you can do to make it a little bit faster. It's not as grindy as it seems, but it's still pretty grindy.
3: Yeah, it's it's sitting at almost six thousand TA. So you're playing nothing but high ratio games I
2: these know. days.
1: <laughs> you know I thought going on over there, man.
2: Well, Game Pass is just so darn attractive. You know, they're like, oh, here's a new game. Go try it. And I do. Right. I just download it. I try it, and just it's all my tags. it
1: doesn't mean you have to, man. Yeah, but doesn't it?
2: You need to <laughs> not, complete not all your games, Kush. All of them. Uh, you stop and
1: play and play them for fun.
0: Yeah, only you if to, there's a guy. You need to play them for fun <laughs> and achievement.
3: I, I will oh, shout no, out. Blaze, doing it. Flareon. It. Blaze Flareon soon. has completed the game already. Forager. Yes. Wow. Oh. He completed he did, it yesterday yeah. oh, and started it was, on the 15th, so it's a it's a four days. Was, 11th? Is it
1: tracking wake, how much uh,
2: time he's put in?
0: It did not, no. Okay.
1: Just look at all the carcasses, the wake of dead animals behind him.
0: That was the one where he said he was 11th, right? He wanted to be top 10? Yes. Yeah, he was 11th, and there's only 17 completions
3: as of today, um, the Tuesday, the Monday after it came out.
2: It doesn't seem like a hard game. It's just, uh, you know, you're going to be playing it for a little bit. All right. Well...
1: I think uh, maybe we should wash down all that TA with some rat talk. Uh, Elliot, you uh, got some rat talk for us?
0: I got lots of rat talks. I know how much you love it. I do. I do. All right. The first game, oh man, uh, was football game, which is oh heck yeah, which is the most misleading title of any game there has <laughs>
1: ever been. You go it's to all a about football that cheerleader game. man, that cheerleader scene, man.
0: I was going to ask you if you remember that, but surely you do. As a matter of fact, Elroy. <laughs> Is there
1: more to the game than that? As fans? a matter of fact,
0: after I finished the game, I went back and I uh, found Stare, your stared. review <laughs> that you did with X. Um, and it was from last November. And you <laughs> guys talked right. for like 20 minutes about it. It was actually very entertaining. I remember you were like, spoiler warning. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to turn this off. And when I finally beat it, I'm going to go back. And I remembered. It, and so I did. <laughs> well, there
1: you go, man. Uh, the Michael Jackson. Did we did we, uh, did we oversell the cheerleader scene?
0: Um no, I mean I clicked on it twice too. I got to admit. Um, <laughs> but I'm also the type because there's two buttons: one that tells you what stuff is, and one to use. So I I use both buttons on everything because I got to get the most out of the out of the game, out of the dialogue. So your, I was just doing scientific research to um on mm-hmm. the cheerleader. Checks hey, yeah, out. But, <laughs> yes, those were the uh, the cutscenes of the game.
2: FBI baby. FBI. The B stands Full. for booty. Full.
1: You're going to tie this to, uh, uh, to, was, to, the key yeah, to pop here. Yeah, I
0: was gonna tie this to a smooth criminal because in the um in the beginning of the game you are breaking into your mother's room and you're drugging her and uh <laughs> I'm pretty sure are you stealing the car or is that your car? I I don't remember that, but you're doing some stuff. You know, you're participating in illegal cigarette sales. Just, just crazy game, but I highly <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> so the, the game, <laughs> I think you did time. mention, is like
3: four dollar game, right? The game is only two dollars on Steam, but you can oh. get the collector's edition. What? <laughs> oh wow! For four dollars, and includes the official soundtrack.
1: Oh wow! Does it come on a cassette? Like in the game? <laughs> a red
3: cassette oh man, or a I blue wish. <laughs> oh, man. Uh there there's one track on there called The Gift. I can only imagine that that is uh the cheerleader scene. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the uh, s- one of the selling screenshots of the game is the cheerleader's ass.
1: Wow. Well,
0: you know, they know their the audience. audience. <laughs> <laughs> I think I pointed out that picture was on the title screen, so yeah.
4: There you go. Wow.
1: Well, there
0: you go. That's uh. Yeah, there's play uh, some any football. More rad, there's some football. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I also played Night and Plus, and it was I I guess you want to call it a Zelda One type of clone. You go through and you kill the enemies, and you open doors, and you got uh, keys. You get and you kill bosses. Yeah, it's pretty much like Zelda One. Um, the Michael Jackson song I chose was "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." Because I totally went past the uh the completion and beat the game right like totally, uh, nope I actually oh, didn't.
1: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> you had enough, so you stopped. I I I, <laughs> I, uh,
0: I was enjoying it, but I wasn't really loving it. Is um, this the
2: one where the jump and the shoot were reversed?
0: Mm, no, there was you no jump. It shoot? was it was like Zelda one. There was no jump. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think yeah, of what game you're talking about. Strictly one screen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm in Bucket Night.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah, this one. This one's yeah. just basically a Zelda clone. Yeah, you, were, don't, you don't
0: jump in this game. <laughs> there were cheats. Um, you could pause cheats. the game and enter some cheats. Yeah, it's in the walkthrough. Not that you need them, and not that I would ever partake in such thing. But there were cheats where number one cheat is to give yourself basically uh, 999 gold so you can buy everything. And the second cheat where
1: each enemy. I definitely did
0: this before that walkthrough.
1: Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. And uh, Uh, another
0: cheat where each enemy takes one hit to kill, including the bosses. So. Oh. Well, Dan, uh, you,
1: you probably don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel a little slighted. Barry Rucker, what about you? <laughs> you see same, what happens same. when you're
0: an early adopter <laughs> to Night and Plus? <laughs> right. This game looks good. Yeah,
3: it's funny.
2: Oh, yeah. it's not. It is, man. Okay, don't sound too surprised, great. man.
1: It's good. You it's one, like one of it. those. So you're talking about our sponsor, man, Rataleka. Buy yeah. Rataleka today.
3: It's one of those rats that, once you're done, you're like, I can play a little bit more, but there's no achievement, so I'm not. <laughs> uh, exactly.
0: I uh, I mean, I didn't install it yet, but uh, we'll see. And the third rat game that I want to talk about is our very own Super Destronaut Land Wars. Oh,
1: I think I've heard of that one.
0: Yeah, the Michael Jackson song I came up with is uh, The Way You Make Me Feel, because of course, this song feels like... I mean, uh, this game feels like <laughs> Doom.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just like it, I it's hear. It's
0: just like Doom. You kill enemies in a first-person environment, it was <laughs> it was definitely just like Doom. I'll be honest, though. This game, for me, was not that easy. It took me... I, saw, I think it had a zero-to-one estimate. It took me closer to two hours, to be honest. Um, finally got the hang of it after a while. Did you have trouble with this game? Do you remember?
1: Um, I seems liked like it. I just took a little while to to grind out the coins needed to buy something. There was like some expensive purchase you had to make to finish out the achievements or something. Yeah, I don't I
0: s- remember any trouble particularly. Some of the levels you had to get enough coins to buy stuff, but you could skip those. But the other ones, like the arcade mode and all that stuff, you had to get medals
3: like in them, right? Like gold yes. medals. Yes. Yeah.
0: In 10 levels, but you can, if you're having trouble, you could just skip them and move on, which is what I wanted.
3: There may to. have been like a level or two that gave me, I didn't get first try, but other than that, I mean, um, it only has 30, 1,036 TA, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: the BFG, the BFG was really expensive in the story.
0: The other thing that wound up happening with this game is apparently it's going to be near and dear to me forever because unintentionally this wound up being my 500th completion. So, hmm. oopsie, oopsie, but I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. So, that's why I wrote in the show notes that Doom was my 500th completion. I felt much better about that. Yeah,
1: uh, you, you wouldn't be the first person to try to cloud what your 500th completion is and try to pretend like it's something that's not. you being
0: good company. Um, uh, somebody recently with Bioshock, uh, the, n- the name escapes me, so I'll just leave it alone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you uh, pretty might. sure. No. <laughs> ah, well, um, I got a
0: little bit more to talk about. We'll we'll circle back, Elroy. What do you want to talk about?
1: All right, cool. We'll take a, a big L intermission. And, uh, I'll do my uh, my first one here. So uh, I went with the uh, the hit from the 1991 album, Dangerous. Remember the time? Love because it because. Yeah, because I was forced to finish up Time Spinner, so forced. that game. Yeah, that game was leaving Game Pass, right, and be yes. damned if I was going to spend twenty dollars <laughs> for it. So uh, it was all all you know all systems go on that. Plus, the game also features uh, cameo appearances by Eddie Murphy and Magic Johnson. So, uh, but as far as the game itself, <laughs> really, it was.
0: You must be delirious, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: as for the game itself, um. I don't think I really got the most out of this game. I know that like I'm probably going to get some pushback on this panel since uh, there's two people that are uh, deep in the the Vayner camp and probably enjoyed mm, it. I think and, all three
0: of us loved this game, my friend.
1: Okay, so or at least well, like the problem it. I have is that it was all disjointed because this was the third time that I've gone back to play this game. So I played it when it you know kind of when it first came to Game Pass. And then I shelved it for a while, and then I remembered it existed, and I went back and played it a little oh, bit. And I
0: remember the time I was
1: using the the yeah, <laughs> and so I didn't remember the time is the problem, <laughs> and so I was using this uh, Neo Seek I think it was walkthrough. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what Brer Rocker sent me, I think, it, or he posted it pinned it in the Vayner channel, and so I was using it. And it was a good walkthrough, don't get me wrong, but I kept I couldn't figure out where it was because there's a lot of doubling back and everything, and so. I ended up just not, uh, I, the, the whole plot was just disjointed for me, and the characters became unlikable to me, because the main character, like, when the game first starts out, like, anytime there's dialogue, the uh, there's like a little pixel image of the character in the top left, and then it just has the text written, and the faces don't move. And so I guess they maybe were going to change that at some point in the game. And so the first time you see the chick, she's like, just got some really bad news. And so she's got this really dumb look on her face. And so that dumb look is on her face the entire game. And so, like, she's experiencing joy, and she's saying happy things, and her face is just the same. It's like, uh, you know, Debbie Downer getting great news. Oh, she's furious, but she looks like Debbie Downer. I mean, she'd be a hell of a poker player. Like, she her face never changes. And, I mean, none of them do. But for some reason that bothered me with her because her face was, I don't know, it just looked kind of... uh like lifeless, there's this lifeless gaze in her eye, like uh, she's about to fall asleep or something, but anyway so then I proceed through the game and finally figure out where I'm at and then I'm getting close to the end and then the game starts preaching at me now, I don't like being preached at and it was lecturing me something about uh, gender or something and then everyone <laughs> had a like an orgy and then instead of trying to save the world and I it lost me at that point and then yeah uh, <laughs> I don't know what was going on. I, I kept skipping all the dialogue. And so, uh, but as far as the Chivas went, I, I thought the Chivas were pretty well done. So the Chivas were pretty well sequenced. Uh, You get one for beating all the bosses, finding all the different types of collectibles, and uh, there's two different difficulties. Uh, And so the game was really brilliant in this sense, in that you just beat the game and so many games don't allow you this, but you can keep your abilities for the second playthrough. I don't know why all games don't do that. It makes it so much more enjoyable. It's like gives you uh, incentive to actually play on the lower difficulty rather than start from scratch. And so I kept all my abilities, and it makes it not a very long playthrough on the second one. And so the only problem I ran into, and I don't know, maybe y'all ran into this or not, I don't know, um, but there's these two crows. You have to get all these little uh, things that follow you around. Uh, minions. I, I don't know. I forget what they're called. But you have like these little things that go around and help you kill things. Mm-hmm. And so you have to collect them all. Mm-hmm. And there's two that you get in this extra, like when you extend the game. I, I mean, I don't want to get too far into the nuts and bolts on this. But basically, you, instead of beating the game straight away, you go somewhere else and then play for a little while. And then you beat the game. And so there's two you get out of chests at that part, and so one of them is pretty common, and then the other one isn't. Well, I got the one that, um, uh, I got one of them, and I thought it was the one uh, that uh, it wasn't. And so the second crow, I, I don't know what it was called, uh, I'll just call it Jon Snow. Russell Crow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, not Russell, I call him Russell. <laughs> but, and so... I had Russell, but I thought I had Merchant. And so Merchant, I kept looking for it. And so I couldn't get it. And I had to play through this extra scene over and over and over again. I was like, this thing is not appearing. And it kept killing me and killing me because, I don't know, I was really bad at this one boss that was like all these clouds and everything. And so finally I discovered, oh, wait a minute. I'm missing the other crow. And then I looked in the solution. And apparently there was a Kickstarter code you could enter. And that would get you the exact minion that I did not have. So oh, I didn't know about five that. seconds later, yeah, five seconds later, I punch in this code and I get that achievement. And then it's like, oh, well, now I can go finally beat this game. And so then I beat it and it was over. So uh, I did get it in like the it, before it left Game Pass, got the completion in. No worries. So uh, I remembered the time. There you go. Time's
0: better. All uh, right. I have a question I'm afraid to ask you. Did you realize uh, that you could um, fast travel in that game through the mirrors or through the things?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I track. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did get that much out of it. Oh man, that would have been furious if I had to travel everywhere. Oh boy, man. I don't know. Yeah, I did. I did figure that out. So was yeah. some of?
0: I wonder if if playing it under um, a time restraint or you know fear of it leaving made it less fun
1: for you. It's possible. I, I just wanted to get it done at yeah. that point, and I was. And I was worried that I was missing something because I wasn't sure where in the walkthrough I was. I was like, yeah. oh, did I miss this? Did I miss that? And so, I don't know. I should have took better notes. I wasn't planning on not playing it, so I didn't really write down where I was at. So, it's another
3: one that I completed before a cheat code was discovered. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah uh, oh man so yeah like if you were doing it legit you're supposed to buy these really expensive rocks mm-hmm. and i did that I, I, I bought those stupid rocks put them in my inventory and then it's supposed to randomly appear supposed after to you
0: beat redo- it oh.
1: yeah and, and I, I beat that i beat it like i don't know like 12 times and, and nothing was happening i was like this is worthless man and so i was starting to run a little bit uh, low on health items, I was slowly being drained to death of my health and my my cash and on selling stuff and I was gonna go into a <laughs> bankruptcy pretty soon so uh that's when I started looking around but so did you have to put the rocks in your inventory and get it legit that way rocker?
3: yeah, but I don't think that i i mean it's been a long time, but I, di- I know i didn't do these bosses over and over. I think I did them <laughs> like twice to get one to get the, do it once to get the first one do it the second time to get the second one.
2: No, I had oh, the same dude. luck you had. I, uh, but I put the rocks in my pocket, and I think I got the one I, you know, the rare one, maybe first. Yeah, and then the second one took me still took me like ten or twelve runs before it yeah, finally yeah. dropped. It's
1: furious man! What did, were you? Ha- did you have trouble with the the crow boss guy? It,
2: no, the crow boss. I found a, a good um, set of attacks that worked pretty well. From that I could. Basically attack him from the other side of the screen and mm-hmm. just dodged the stuff from really far away. So I didn't have any problems with that. But um uh yeah, that, that cloud boss, yeah, he he was horrible.
1: Yeah. So well, there you go. That was uh that was my wonderful experience. I mean I I could tell it was a pretty well put together game. I just didn't like the storyline or anything. Oh yeah, I skipped that. all that. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean the you story story lost me for sure. At one point about halfway through, I was just kinda like, uh oh, what? I was like, I can't follow this. It's too too weird. The story was a
0: little preachy and divided a lot of people. I'll admit it.
2: It wasn't the preachiness for me. It was just it was all over the place. Yeah, Yeah. it was just it was just kind of sloppy. I shouldn't say sloppy. I mean, I enjoyed the game, but it just it lost me. The the story just completely lost me. And I wasn't really sure who was what. (laughs) You give me too many character names, I get lost. I'm I'm old. Uh, So like the guy (laughs) and the girl that I can remember. Um, Um, So, yeah.
1: I mean, it would have been so hard to program in a few different uh, facial expressions. I mean, per character, you know, a happy one, an angry one. I don't
0: know. Well, just remember when you play Metroidvania, it's, it's probably best to just do it in one, one sitting. Don't oh, don't give yeah. it a rest and come back to it. It's kind of hard to do that.
3: Speaking right, of, well I that,
0: stopped two Metroidvanias it, this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that that wraps up your Big L intermission. Uh, <laughs> intermission.
0: Intermission.
4: Yeah. Uh, uh, A few
0: more quick stories. Um I thought of the song Man in the Mirror. I boosted Jeopardy on the three sixty with Retro Chief nineteen sixty nine. Man in the mirror. Oh, se- man in the mirror seemed appropriate because <laughs> uh we're both uh of an older generation. We played some older games. I mean, he's a little bit older. He was telling me about Pong and stuff. I don't know what he was talking about, but we had a good time. We talked for for a good hour while we we wound up playing it out, even though you could just idle it. And we were we were just chatting the whole time. Um, so he was going for the achievement to play an online game and to win an online game for Jeopardy on the 360. So mm-hmm. um, halfway through, I got disconnected from him. So I said, why don't you just keep going against uh, the AI? Because my character becomes an AI, and he still got credit for the achievement. So that was good. That was good to know. So Retro Chief, it was a pleasure playing with you. If you need any help or if anybody in the community needs any help with anything, hit up General Boosting, and it never hurts to ask. Usually someone will either be willing to trade an achievement with you or just be willing to help out of the goodness of their hearts.
1: (laughs) I can't believe I've recorded twice today, and both times someone has brought up Jeopardy on the 360. Oh, really? Is that, yeah, yeah, I brought it up earlier today. I'm sure you will hear it on a upcoming segment.
0: So, it happened earlier, but I'm going to hear it later.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yes, it's time-spinning. <laughs> time remember spin. the time.
0: <laughs> uh, I quickly wanted to talk about the newest games with gold game, Dunk Lords. And... <laughs> the achie- Michael Jackson song that comes into my head is bad, but the game itself is not bad. It's basically just <laughs> said <a> uh, question. <laughs> uh, it's, the game itself is fine. It's it's reminiscent of NBA Jam, which was one of my jams growing up. But the achievement list is bad. It is hard. So they hand you an achievement for completing your first game, which uh, looks like about thirty seven hundred people have right now. The next lowest ratio is uh 2.5 and then most of the rest of them are like 10 or 20 ratios which are basically like beating the story beating games on hard and well it's an achievement for playing a four-player game so you need four controllers which that shouldn't be that hard but that's like that's an 8.7 ratio right now so i guess now's the time to do that i just wanted to quickly say that i it's a real shame that you cannot play this game online. I think more people would be clamoring to play it if you could. It's got four player local, which is nice. If we weren't in a time where people were allowed to come over, though, you know, it would be great.
3: Come down to Tennessee. It's not a thing here. Um, yeah. is this like a beat 'em up basketball
0: game? Um, the main difference
1: My like heart travels
0: the, in Arch Rivals, you just punched each other. That that was pretty. That was blatant. <laughs> it's pretty
1: simple. Pretty simple simple um, so concept. <laughs> no,
0: in this game, you get special moves. So if you hit the B button, you just you hit them with the special move and knock them down. It's basically the same concept. It's just another thing you can do to them to steal the ball and get an open lane to slam it in. The There's title a little- splash screen looks like a robot Targeting Mm -hmm. an
3: African American basketball player who's punching a strawberry.
0: Yes, there is a strawberry character. Yes, he's the fruity character. (laughs) He's keto friendly. It's not very nice, but nicely done. (laughs) I just wanted to put him in a blender. All right. The last thing I wanted to talk about, real quick, is um, Thursday nights with Prue and Foof and Michelle. We play Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, We finally finished up with our Reach DLC, so I noticed that Prue and Kenny both needed the Achievement Annual. Um, It is from Halo 3 doing the last level on Legendary with the Iron Skull on, which means if if any one of you die, all four of you go back to the last checkpoint, and you need to finish it on Ghosts. Funny enough, there's a Michael Jackson song called Ghosts. So how about that? <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, man.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well done. That's a coincidence. Way tied in it.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, so Prue said, oh, this is going to be easy. It's going to take a half an hour. I know this cheat to skip the first half. And then you just guys uh, have to not die at the end. Well, yeah. So <laughs> it's the first time I ever saw this cheat in action. He, The three of us were killing things, and we saw Prue climbing up the side of the the building. Basically, normally you would just go up this long hill or mountain, and that's the first half, and then the second half is driving in ghosts, and the four of you kind of have to stick together because the floor collapses underneath you. Yeah, the three of you aren't Halo guys, really, but it's one of the most thrilling achievements you can go for. It's a lot of fun. There was nonstop laughter. And Kenny counted how many uh, deaths we had, and we were nearing the end, and we were very close to having uh, 69 tries. So we were at, like, 67, and he's like, oh, man, are you, are you going to die on purpose now <laughs> to try to get to 69? I'm like, I assure you, I am not dying on purpose. <laughs> I just suck. So the 69th came, uh, try came, and we failed that one. So we did get it done in, like, the low 70s, I believe. But anyone who has ever done annual, I would love to hear your stories on how that went for you, that is one of the most fun achievements to go for, and... Crew said he would help you anytime you needed help with that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, what a guy, man. So He's amazing. We'll amazing person. The, I was say, it sounds a lot like your toe jam and Earl story almost, but. Oh, <laughs> <I'd> be,
0: uh... <laughs> stay tuned. Um, two days ago, we played toe jam and Earl. Um, we're doing more time traveling. <laughs> That's the game we have on tap to play uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, no, actually Wednesday in our stream. Awesome. By the time this comes out, it'll will have already happened.
1: Hmm. There you go. Get hmm. those time machines ready. So, uh, finish up the the game showcase section. Uh, my second uh, song is "Beat It." Oh. I know it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, very uh, very straightforward. I uh, I chose it because my, Michael Jackson didn't sing a song called "Completed It," so I uh, went with <laughs> "Beat It." So I finally. Finally, pulled off the completion in Lonely Mountain. Pulled off. No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, beat it. Okay. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you're lonely. Yeah. Not
1: to. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, not to. Not to toot my own horn. <laughs> uh, so, I have no idea why this game meant so much to me to to like get the completion on it. Um, it makes about as much sense as why some dude would go bike riding at literal breakneck speeds down actual mountains uh in the middle of the night with just a little lamp and with nobody else there in case he you know goes flying off the side of the freaking mountain because he can't see anything. So nothing about this game made sense to me, but I did get the completion and I am number one hundred and forty seven out of the thirty three thousand five hundred and eleven track gamers. So congratulations.
0: You. Yeah. Thank yeah. you.
1: I have no idea what came over me uh, I'm sure that uh, Brer Rocker could tell you that uh, I sent him many uh, uh, frustrated text messages uh, in regards to this game. Uh, it wasn't a pretty path there, um, I'll admit. Uh, and there were several uh, trails that uh, were very trying. But uh, in the end, I got the three achievements that I needed. Uh, all three with a 14.5 ratio or higher. So it felt pretty good. And uh, that'll keep me over the 1.5 uh, ratio uh, so I can go play some more rats now. There you go. Lonely map.
0: Oh, um, I have a question about that real quick. Michelle said um, sure. one of the things that annoyed her about the game was there were certain times where through no fault of your own, there would be little lag spikes. <laughs> Did that happen? Yes.
1: Yes. And I was playing it on the S, man. I was playing it on my Scorpio and the thing, like, um it would it would it would, it would lag. It would all of a sudden just kinda of lag for a second and I, it never actually caused that much trouble. It seemed like it always uh happened during a, a long stretch. Plus I was honestly I was going at pretty much a snail's pace on in the middle of the night because um yeah, I I wasn't trying to be a hero there. I wasn't trying to set any kind of world records on uh speed there. I was just trying to get to the finish line on the free rider, because you have to do it where you can't see a freaking thing and you can't crash. And it's it's very stacked against you. So but yeah, there is definitely some little lags uh, that could cost you it, it throws you off because your timing's a little off because you were you know, you have to be really uh focused honestly, so Yes, he's
3: right. I'm. I'm gonna add that lonely mountains downhill is the sole reason you are the number one gamer in Tennessee for cycling games. <laughs> and, uh, oh man, I'm coming after yes. you.
1: It's happening. Oh, oh man, don't come for it. Oh, Leave it's, me be. it's in
3: jeopardy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no man, if you get the completion, man, you heard it, man. That that thing doesn't come easy. Oh, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was, was something. Let me know I I expect equal amount of frustrated text messages when you get to the night free ride so
3: I might stream yeah. my
1: night rides we'll see <laughs> Oh man Oh no man it would pretty be pretty funny so but anyway so stay tuned on that so speaking of stay tuned it looks like we have reached our news portion so uh Kush you got some exciting news for us
2: Yeah so we just learned recently that X cloud is going to be joining game pass in September. Um, and they say that it's going to be no extra cost for game pass, ultimate subscribers. Those are the people that have uh, game pass on Xbox and PC. Um, didn't say anything about how much you're going to have to pay for just regular, uh, you know, game pass subscriber. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Like, is it going to be fully rolled out to iOS and PC, Saw rumors that Game Pass was going to be, or I'm sorry, xCloud was going to be possible on a PC as well. Don't know when that's going to be, but it looks like it's coming at some point. Um, and also kind of related to that, Xbox decided to has decided to remove the 12-month Xbox Live Gold SKU. So you can no longer buy from Microsoft Store uh, the 12-month uh, Xbox Gold
1: now, oh, wow. where yeah. will you possibly be able to buy it? I mean, you can only well, yes. buy it at every freaking store across the city. Right?
2: There are other places, but <laughs> uh, so speculation is kind of going wild now. Like, is this Microsoft uh, forcing you to pay more by paying more frequently? Or is it more likely that they are finally going to be tearing down the paywall that comes with Xbox Live Gold? Um, and I personally feel like the paywall is coming down. And I'm hoping that that's the case. I obviously don't want to pay more money, so I'm hoping that uh, the you know Xbox Live Gold uh, will no longer be required for online play. And you know PlayStation doesn't do it, Nintendo doesn't do it, so it you know I think it's time.
3: What does that mean for games with gold? Obviously, yes.
2: go away, right? Well, I mean, if you're getting like access to a hundred games in Game Pass, uh, it's a mm-hmm. rotating library. I think of a hundred ish games. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's the need for them to give you four a month?
3: Well, I mean, right. Statistically, those aren't the best games we get, but they are free and we can play them uh, whenever you don't have to, you, uh, you have, you have to have an active subscription, right? To play old games with gold games. I never 360? let mine lapse.
2: I've never let mine lapse, and I don't know what's going to happen if that is I do. Correct.
3: So, yeah. I, I,
2: yeah, I think that's
3: right. So, the three sixty games
0: you get to keep. If, the one games, uh, you you don't.
3: Like like if you if you let it lapse, you don't have access to it. But if you re up, you can play them again. It's not an issue. I think yeah. I think I've had that happen. But what happens if they get rid of Xbox Live Gold? I mean, if you have I mean, Game Pass,
0: does that mean you can still play them? It's tied into Ultimate Game Pass, which is both. Right, that's
2: what they're yeah. trying to do. It's their subscription service now. Their right. subscription now is a whole bunch of stuff. It's, you know, it's Xcloud, it's access to um Yeah, what would it be? <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so I think I think I don't know that we're gonna hear about it this week.
3: So it's not really um, tearing down the paywall, it's merging the paywall.
2: Yeah, it's merging mm. all kinds of services that they've been you know, <laughs> that they've had in the past and we're speculated in the future with XCloud, and I'm sure at some point this is gonna be tied into the hardware service fee as well. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of things combined because otherwise it's just, you know, it's crazy, uh, all the various ways they can bleed you. So
1: is, is the, uh, I, I'm not really familiar too much with the X cloud. So is that include games that are not Xbox play anywhere? Is that got its own little subset of games?
2: So X cloud is, um, have you done any remote play from your, let's say your PC to your Xbox? So you've been playing your Xbox games, but through your PC, have you ever done that?
1: Yeah. They play anywhere.
2: Um, not play anywhere. Um, console streaming. Console streaming, they call it.
1: No, I haven't done any of that.
2: Okay. So um, it's basically you're playing Xbox games, not on your Xbox or on your PC, but on a an Xbox way over somewhere in some data center. Um, and it's just streaming the video output of that game to you. And it's accepting your controller input. And the lag is not bad for some games. Um, it really depends on exactly. your for some people, say, for, and for yeah, some people, that, yeah.
1: I was gonna say, is that gonna change though? More people start doing it, because then you, I mean, the bandwidth is gonna get divided up.
2: Well, I mean, this is the problem, right? This is the technology that <laughs> they're working on,
1: <laughs> and it it worked
2: really well for me when I wasn't in a hotel on hotel Wi-Fi. When I was on hotel Wi-Fi, I was getting dropped. Um, it has uh, never so. worked for
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> never, and I'm hardwired everything. Uh, I have a good internet connection. Never been a good experience where I can actually play a game.
2: Well, they've got time. <laughs> they've got till September. I guess. <laughs>
1: well, that's still interesting nonetheless, so I guess uh, they'll, they'll yeah. give us more information probably when they you know, finally figure out what they're going to do, I guess. Yeah, like,
2: I don't think we're going to hear about it this week. I think this week <laughs> is going to be all games. I think that we're going to hear about it at the next... So probably in August.
1: Yeah, we can wait. So go go to any, literally any store in your city, and go ahead and buy up those twelve month, uh, you know, Xbox Live Golds for a rainy day.
2: Maybe at at some point they've got to do some sort of restitution, right? They've got to, you know, if you have all this stuff, because I've got years worth of whatever built up from sales and from like the one dollar deal that they had. Um, So I mean. It's some somehow we're gonna get that transferred back into something. So yeah.
1: Well well speaking of uh good value back, uh is there any game pass news bra rocker?
3: There is. Uh we mentioned some of it last week, but this is an updated list. Uh so just to remind you that Rhyme, Banner Saga 3, and Ashes Cricket are all leaving Game Pass at the end of July. Uh small update I said I was gonna play Rhyme I'm not gonna play rhyme. I looked it up. I'm fine. <laughs> oh man! No, I the, want to also. The, I thought there was the, a fox, and I only saw. The There's a fox. Yeah, but uh, you don't. You're not the fox, right? You're not the fox. No. Yeah, I thought this was like, like or ocean warm, you? but with the fox. I thought this was. I thought this was a tunic.
1: No, this is the the feel good boy drowning story of the year.
3: I <laughs> will uh, live vicariously through you guys on that one. <laughs> Uh, what's coming to Game Pass, though, uh, these are the new ones that will be here for at least six months, hopefully. That would be Yakuza Kiwami 2. Bless you. Thank you. Your typical Japanese Yakuza game. Grounded is coming into Game Preview, I believe. It's an explore, build, and survival game, uh, where you live in the backyard and you're playing out Honey, I Shrink the Kids. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember seeing that preview for that
3: one. Also coming is Carry On. That one should be July oh, yeah. 23rd, and that is a Xbox and a PC stack. Uh, and so, carry on. If you remember, is <laughs> a re-
1: said, uh, airplane simulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes, carry
3: on. Uh, is a reverse. Hey, don't steal horror my game bad jokes. In which you assume the role <laughs> of an amorphous creature of unknown origin, and you're traversing through this laboratory, I guess. Uh, so that one will definitely be be being played by Kush and I, guaranteed. Oh yeah. Uh, Mountain Don't Blade see. is coming. That's a sandboxy RPG. Nowhere Project is a card-based tactical game. Uh, I have Forager on the list, but Forager is out. As you heard, Kush has already played it. Golf With Your Friends is getting a Windows 10 stack. And The Tourist is coming out uh, with before the end of the month as well. And that's an action-adventure puzzle game that looks a lot like River Bond, but Doesn't play like Riverbond, from what I could tell.
1: Which is left Game Pass. So yes. All right. Well, does anybody have any strong feelings about any of those or anything? I mean, it's pretty ho homeless leaving. Really,
2: I'm very excited for the Luggage Simulator, as everyone knows, (laughs) Um, and the Tourist, obviously. Um, If you like card games uh, or card battles, Nowhere Profit definitely looked interesting i mean it's not really my genre but um it looks well put together and i definitely want to play the yakuza games before there's a you know a, a clock ticking um so i'd like to play them at some point as well
3: i'm particularly invested in carry on uh but surprisingly i'm interested in grounded the uh, but i won't play it if there's no achievements so that one there's No achievements? Not not necessarily with game preview so, it's it's coming, it will be game pass when it's out of game preview, but that just means that they don't have to have achievements yet. Most games in
0: game preview don't.
1: Well, I didn't realize these were previews, I guess. Uh, just that one. Notably,
0: notably sad when you said no achievements. Yeah, I was,
1: like, oh. like, I was kind of excited. I was getting eight new games. No, it's just Grounded.
2: Like grounded is the only one that's in, in uh. You know, it's preview. just Grounded, okay.
3: and that one's like a multiplayer game. You probably wouldn't have played it anyways. Yeah, you wouldn't You're have liked
1: it. You're probably right. Survival, there's <laughs>
2: crafting.
1: Ugh. Oh, God. All right, yeah. Say less. Right. I got you. All right, well, um, I think that takes us to our discussion question of the week. So uh, this one was inspired because... Uh, I recently have been looking for bad games to play because of my Chewy's uh, uh, championship uh, belt that I hold, and we are playing bad games this month. And so uh, I stumbled upon, uh, oh, God, I can't think of what it's called. Blast Brawl 2, I think it was, or something. Blast Brawl. Oh, gosh, yeah. I probably should have wrote that down. It's a very forgettable game. It's a party-style game and uh
3: brass blast yeah. brawl 2 bloody B- Boogalo.
1: that's it <laughs> i couldn't remember that last part so blast brawl 2 bloody boogalow or as we call it in the biz bb2 bb <laughs> all right so uh so this game i played like back oh man a long time ago i mean i played it uh probably like three three years ago and it uh wasn't great, I'm not going to lie, and it was very difficult because uh the, the some of the achievements are very difficult to get and I just kind of forgot about it and left it. However, uh people didn't take note of it and it has a whopping 1.73 uh, stars. So I returned to it to get a few achievements to you know, harvest some points for my championship. And I noticed that it had all this DLC it has. uh say, I pulled up now. The Frost update, the Arsenal update, the Grimoire update, the Nemesis update, the Horde update, and that it basically has increased the game from its one thousand gamer score to seventeen hundred thirty gamer score. Uh, so it's been very busy since the last time I actually checked in on Blast Brawl Two: Bloody Boogaloo. Uh, so it got me thinking about. Why can't the games that we actually want DLC actually have DLC? Uh, and so what constitutes a game that DLC is needed for? So I bring it to the wonderful panel here. Uh, is there any games that you just are dying to see some uh, DLC for? And what would constitute that? Uh, what what makes you choose that? Um, how about you, Koosh? You seem insightful.
2: Ooh, so what game do I want DLC for uh, with achievements? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was easy for me. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. That game was, it was a brand new game. Obviously, I bought it when it came out. It was expensive then, and it's it fell down way cheap after that. Um, but I, I, you know, I like Star Wars games. I like that combat. I like the exploration. Uh, I would actually even go for some difficulty-based achievements if I got, or DLC, if I got some achievements uh, tied to that. Um, I'd like a reason to go back and play that game again. I have no reason right now. And it's the sort of game where I can see them adding extra worlds. Worlds It fits well to that you know DLC model mm-hmm. of, oh, go explore this world. Something happened over here. The Ewoks have rebelled. They're getting whatever, uppity. <laughs> So go quell. about but you like that. <laughs> so I think that would be a good one. Um so,
1: so yeah. there's no there's no achievements for difficulty, like you you just beat it and then it's over. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. so the
2: game, there were there were no difficulty based achievements. So I went in and um I think I went on the default. Uh so I didn't I could have knocked it down one notch, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Um I just you know now if they challenged me to say, okay, knock it up a notch, uh yeah, I I've, I've tried that. Um and if they added some DLC and threw some achievements on there with that difficulty requirement, then yeah, I I'd, I'd definitely go for it and I'd challenge myself a little bit more. Yeah, i love it.
1: All right. <laughs> I like that idea with the new worlds because that'd be perfect, weird. It's not a completely new game. Cuz that's one other question I had is, is when do you go with DLC and not just a sequel? Cuz yeah, I mean, you you know and that kind of what a sequel is just a bunch of DLC packed together,
2: so high crackdown, too. So, I, I <laughs> it was an interesting question. I, I was thinking about that, and what came to me was I'm guessing most DLC is planned, like it's probably mm-hmm. on a roadmap, and mm-hmm. maybe some of that gets cut because of timing and budget, and then they release it later as DLC, but it's also, I'm sure. That some DLC is planned as okay. Once we get the base game out, uh, this will come out or this will come out. Like Guacamelee, uh, the Frenemies pack. Like that was probably a plan from the start. Once the game was out and they were getting revenue in, they could build this extra little twist on uh, Mm -hmm. on the game. You know, add the ability to play as other people. That's probably not too difficult to do, Um, and things like that. Uh, So I think that DLC for the most part is planned from the start, and sequels are a whole nother beast like it's you know we have a a good sequel is one where you are furthering the story so you're not Mm -hmm. just you know rehashing just for whatever uh and and my thoughts on that were like okay arkham you know arkham has a really cool story uh and you are you know in the one you're in uh, you're in arkham asylum and then you're in the city and then you're uh arkham knight uh so I guess you're at nighttime, uh, but <laughs> so the way the story progresses and that that makes sense uh, to not just have it be rehashing.
1: Right, uh, I I get that. That's uh, I think the key for me is also that it's just a game that you enjoy, like um, where, for example, uh, Dead Rising series, they always have DLCs in the well, they have in the third and the fourth one where. Uh, you just—they just keep coming out with these DLCs now. Some of them are hit or miss, but uh, a lot of them are really enjoyable. I just recently played uh, Frank Rising for the first time in DR4, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I found out what actually happens to Frank, so there you go. And uh, if you play it right, and so I'm—I'm I'm less angry now because I—I I thought they just killed him off, and it was kind of a jerk move. But anyway, so what about you, uh, Bray Rock? Are You? Uh I, th- I see that you're definitely going one direction here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Rocket League, always Rocket League for DLC achievements. I don't care if it's title updates or DLCs. Everybody can use more Rocket League in their lives. I don't even care if it's drive a trillion miles, like throw some more achievements on that game. People will play it. But that's the easy answer. The <laughs> The better answer is a more recent game that I loved and that is Maneater. And oh, man. I do want a sequel to Maneater. And it doesn't even have to be a shark. I think I've mentioned this. I want like you could be a gorilla <laughs> and then like your 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 dad gets uh murderized in front of you, and then you have to as a baby gorilla grow up and then take his revenge. So you're going through uh South Africa, wherever the gorillas are, uh, and you're <laughs> navigating those jungles and doing it. That would be a perfect sequel. But for DLC for Maneater, Eater, I've already got it mapped out. So mm-hmm. you're you're a shark, you're swimming. You're like in this Americ You're obviously in this American uh, kind of environment. Somehow you get out and you get to the ocean and you go right down to the Amazon rainforest, and <laughs> you're you're going and you got to fight the apex creature. In the Amazon rainforest, you know what the apex creature in the Amazon rainforest would be? Look up. He lives there.
1: Python, python, man. the anaconda,
3: the giant. See, so the 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 anaconda would be a perfect enemy for a gorilla. Just saying. <laughs> but not a shark. Not 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 a shark. Not in this case, just because he fits with the gorilla better. There is an oh, actual okay. giant river otter that it's in uh, the Amazon rainforest. Nice. So you got you know, they're known by many names, including River Wolf and Water Dog. Uh Ooh. just he, he look he looks pretty vicious. Uh but you have that and you have sloths and anteaters are in the the rainforest. Uh and they even have the Jesus lizard. We we could <laughs> nice, like the
1: walks on water, man. <laughs> exactly. And and
3: maybe maybe one day he walks over a, a vial of Uh, of ooze, and then he becomes bigger. And so you got this whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle aspect crossover into it, and then you're just a shark, and you got to survive, and there we go.
1: Oh, man. I think you just did the job for him. Tripwire, there
3: you go. You don't have to pay me. Just give me some DLC.
1: (laughs) So I know Rocket League uh, has quite a few uh, DLCs. So at what point is that going to become Rocket League sequel, Rocket League 2, or Rocket Leager? um wh- i what, see rocket
3: where, league like like minecraft like there just won't ever be a two
1: oh yeah yeah just it, keep on adding, huh? it,
3: no it's like Fortnite. i mean you just, just keep up keep updating huh? the same game over and over
1: <laughs> all right well i haven't uh, played enough to uh, argue with you but uh I'm really excited to play this Maneater game, man. You have really got me excited to play this game. I just can't play it this month because everyone rated it so highly and it would <laughs> cost me the belt. So, uh, come on, it'll, though, it'll man. touch
3: you in places you didn't know you yes, could be touched.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the doll, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <shoot. laughs> uh, what about you, Al, man? You've been quiet. I, I hear you have answers.
0: Well, first, I was going to ask Corey a question. <laughs> and I saw something sure. on your little notes that I'm going to steal. Corey, do you know. How much gamer score Rocket League is worth right now?
3: I don't know, like 1,700-something off the top of my dome. Okay. I know it's over 2,000, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's 2,200. There you go. two games, man. It's It's two games worth. But some of these... Money on the table. Yeah, one of your questions was, uh, what's the ideal amount of gamer score for DLC? And it really annoys me when it's not a multiple of, of 500.
1: Or at least two fifty, <laughs> like, like, like bloody Bugaloo with its seventeen hundred and twenty or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know about that game,
1: uh, but some of it is just so arbitrary. 1,730. 1,730
3: now. Yeah. So, so like, I, I'm looking now. Yeah. I think I think title updates for Rocket League. They're mostly two fifty, but I do see some two hundreds in here. Actually, just one of them is two hundred. The rest are two fifty. I think two fifty is a fair amount for an update, but a DLC should be five hundred. I would keep it, you know, even in those
0: regards. Why couldn't that be worth twenty two fifty, or I don't know, two thousand or twenty five hundred? One of those. Well, and I mean, you have like, math. Math is hard.
1: Well, maybe they're still maybe they're still planning on adding on to it. Maybe it's a work in progress.
3: Yeah, it could be that.
1: Maybe
0: they haven't. It. It
3: just it's August
1: uh, two thousand
0: eighteen, but. It just bothers me. All right, Goat Simulators is worth twenty three seventy five altogether. Like, oh, what did they come up yeah. with? That?
3: I think they were going we'll to. Uh, I think they were going to go up to the next five hundred, and then COVID hit. You know, that messed up everything. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, man. The sports leagues they can't meet, so Rocket League. You know, the they've had to simulator. stay. still. Mm-hmm. yeah. So did you have an answer yourself, uh, <laughs> what's Michelle, the, what's the or question? Are you just, <laughs> or are you just kind of sit here and? And I'm yell at the clouds I'm about DLC I'm numbers. I'm like
0: Joseph. What's the question?
1: Did you have any game in particular that you think that DLC would be perfect for? A
0: uh, football game. Hello, weren't you paying attention <laughs> yeah. earlier?
1: You yeah. can have two overtime. cheerleaders. Call, two. Yeah, football game overtime. <laughs> <laughs> new new dance routine though to oogle over. Honestly, one of the yeah. the
0: the series that I um, have played a lot of the WWE games. Um, believe it or not, have never had DLC with achievements. They are all worth a thousand. They all have season passes, and they all have DLCs with extra characters and moves, and sometimes extra story stuff. But they ne- never had achievements. So and you buy them all, and I buy them, well, maybe
2: <laughs> <laughs> M buys them all.
0: No, this is on me. I buy the physicals every year. That comes with the you know, plaques and autographed things and Hall of Fame rings. and, But they all mm. come with the season passes. So that's
1: the only reason I have them all. Um, so would you prefer that they had... Achievements, uh, yeah. Extra 500? Sure. Th- they're, <laughs> they're not known number number for having
0: great achievement lists. <laughs> mm-hmm. The, the well, multiplayer is you- not great list-wise. But yeah, I wish they had something.
1: Um, You kind of. I think the achievement is
0: beating
3: it before the servers go offline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, rip the two K nineteen servers as of today. Bye bye, no mas. Oh oh! Today? When were you notified? Are done (laughs) four days ago. (laughs) I happen to see it on Facebook and Twitter. If I hadn't seen it, or if someone hadn't seen it, I mean. To be fair, they usually go down May 31st, and on May 31st, they said, yeah, they're going to stay up indefinitely, and that's mostly because the reception to 2K20 was so poor that they kept up the servers an extra couple months. <laughs> so, they were up for almost two years. Um, well, Elroy, what game would you yeah. put DLC in?
1: Well, that yeah, uh, yeah. El kind of alluded to it because uh, he was talking about the extra characters in his uh, wrestling games, and so that's kind of... I don't know. I've just been on this kick lately with Gears Pop. Uh, I've been playing it a lot, and I'm, I'm sure the podcast has probably mentioned it once or twice. But it's been a uh, long, I'm actually. finally getting into it. <laughs> I'm finally getting into it and actually uh, putting some some work into it. And it's like they keep coming out with all these new pins and everything. And the achievement list is just so I don't know blah. It's just not great. I mean, it's it's all grindy. Like play a million matches. You know, spend five hundred thousand power and all this other stuff and it's like all stuff you're way down the road and it's like once you get past a certain achievement you're not going to get another achievement for months and and so why could they not add when they add these new pins like pin specific DLC like uh, the dude with the eye patch uh, what is his name Sid or something like that like <laughs> you know impale <laughs> 10 pins with Sid or whatever you know where it you know it has something to work towards you know maybe all these pins that have these special abilities like they have one with the shotgun guy you have to kill fifty people with the shotgun guy uh, you have uh, you know destroy ten bases with the katana chick uh, and so why can we not have you know more of that or maybe some uh, layout uh, ones where you know using uh, th- four bruiser pins, you know, get, you know, ten victories or something. You know, I mean, they could have done so many different things with it, and it's just such a boring list, and they could correct it with a lot of DLC that would bring a lot of people back and, you know, have them try to finish it and everything. So, I don't know. I'm just disappointed with the achievement list in, in, in the pop right now. So, most people are. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know I'm late to this party, so... <laughs> I won't belabor it too much, but I don't know. So but that does tie us into our community question of the week. Uh Coats McGoats wants to know which GOAT sim DLC is best and why. And the answer is clearly the MMO one. It's as funniest.
3: Yeah, MMO, yep.
1: Yeah. So, M- mostly
3: because I haven't played the space one or the yeah, one. Big
1: L
0: also says MMO. Uh, that's the only one I've I'm, done, and I really enjoyed the <laughs> the parody music of Diablo. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like the one that's nothing but Flappy Goat. It's like Hell just yeah. Flappy Goat over to this area, and you do some uh, some Pac Man, and then you Flappy Goat over here, and you do some I don't know Clicker Heroes. Um, that's the one that's amazing.
1: There you go. All right. So thanks for the question, Coats mcgoops and uh, that. Takes us into Willing and Dylan. So uh, y'all check out the sales, at Bray Rocker. You can see anything you like?
3: A little bit. Uh, the only one I'm going to mention today is one that I have been toying with for months and month on end. I, I it may have been this cheap before, but finally, at least today, Hitman Two Gold Edition is twenty dollars. Normally one hundred dollars and this game has a lot of dlc with achievements and the gold edition will get you everything so playing the first one a few hours enough to know that it's a really good game uh just kind of makes me want to play the second one that much more without (laughs) finishing the first one all right
1: well for me uh i got um, uh two games that uh, i'm going to recommend well one for real and that is Cat Quest Two. Uh it's got cats in it, so P go buy it. And also, uh everybody should be buying it because it's an RPG and I think uh, you're supposed to be playing those, are you not? And gainers. So uh you're not gonna get, you know, anything more pleasant than just, you know, frolicking in this wonderful uh, top down world with a bunch of cats and dogs in it, making terrible puns at every turn. Uh so yeah, it's uh down to ten Ten and a half bucks. So uh, that one's a good one. And then if you're just looking for something uh, off the beaten path, that would be Stone. Uh, it's like trying to be like the Big Lebowski. Uh, the story is a complete waste of time. And I don't know. I didn't... The only thing that was good about this game is that the name of the bar was, like, the uh, the something possum. Yeah. I forget. Do you, do you remember, uh, I I
3: don't necessarily remember. The thirsty possum that, that or sound, something? That sounds right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so other than that, there's not much in this game. It's a complete waste of time. So I thought about telling... Recommended it highly just to troll you, but uh, you will get your game, you will get your for score uh, pretty quick, so that is a plus. However, it is probably the most worthless story I've played in a long time. Yeah, what about you, Al? Uh, what about you, Nate? Yeah, so, I'll, say so. I'll say
0: something. I'll say something. All right. I was just seeing if I was paying attention. Uh, going with the uh, Zelda One theme of uh, earlier, I'm going to go with Anodyne. <laughs> Uh, for two dollars uh, i think it's well worth it i'd like to see anodyne 2 on the one it does exist so i would grab that one do exist but there is a speed run uh <laughs> beware but it's doable from from all accounts all right what about you
2: nate well I, I hate to even mention it because everyone should own this by now it's it's stupid cheap um batman arkham collection uh nice Wow, did I spell that wrong? Um, it, which comes with <laughs> Asylum City and night. Um, it's fifteen dollars. Who doesn't? Uh, but you already got that's it a, right. That's a, who and doesn't got Asylum twice, with Two <laughs> So that, that that collection comes with a bunch of DLC bits for I think for City. Uh, and if you if you go in, you look uh, in the sales, there'll be a five dollar uh, sale for the Night Season Pass. So you can get all that stuff. Why don't you already have this? Uh, stop talking about it, Sky Hill. Uh, so. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was another podcast, uh, where Prue was on and he talked about a game called Sky Hill, which is a roguelite role-playing turn-based game. Yeah, it's $4 down from 20 and it's a thousand gamer score with 1,883 TA. And judging by the completions, it's going to take you 24 hours if you are efficient. Uh, otherwise it's going to take longer. I like my roguelites these days, apparently, and it's four bucks. So, i'm interested so i'm probably gonna pick this one up i'm not just uh, the president i'm a member um <laughs> and the other uh last thing i want to mention very briefly is the dark crystal age of resistance tactics ten dollars down from 20 this is a role-playing turn-based game 1000 gamer score 1540 ta there is no walkthrough but every achievement does have a solution and by looking at the achievements uh it doesn't look like difficulty is going to be a factor for this. You do not have to play at a certain difficulty. You will have to play the game through twice. Once regular, once on New Game Plus. And hey, guess what, Elroy? You get to keep all your abilities and your party members oh, and stuff. So they did it the right nice way. Part.
3: Yeah. That is the right way. Sounds terrible. Sure. Why would you play this game? I, I'm
2: still winning.
1: Why? But at
3: least would enough you, enough to,
2: <laughs> why would you play this game? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> this, is the this is the year of the gainer. The RP gainer. <laughs> And uh just today, I don't know if it's cuz this game or what, uh chat was going crazy in the RP Gainer channel and uh Tropan reminded everyone that he's putting up money. He's putting up money rewards here. So for RP Gainer and RP Gainer type uh completions, uh he's put up a couple bounties. The first one that he put up was for completing near in a month and uh Matism did that and he got himself 10 bucks. Now, there's a couple uh, other bounties that are open. Uh, first to complete, cross code, which is a Game Pass game. So, you don't have to pay anything. That's $10 if you're the first one to complete it. The aforementioned Dark Crystal Tactics, uh, it's $10 now. The bounty for it is $20. So, if you're the first person to complete it and to tell Propan, uh, you could get $20. Bucks. And then this, this one's crazy. Um, the first to complete, Two Worlds, the series completions. That's two games. These are non BC three hundred and sixty games, and I added. You know, I did some math, and it takes about eighty to one hundred hours to complete these two games. Why would you do that? Well, he is giving away fifty dollars to the first two winners. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, so he is putting up some some cold hard cash, and that's amazing. Thank you, Tropan, uh, and this is why you would want to buy that game. I would think.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad one. Z uh, take uh, accept. Uh- Bounty ideas. Uh, I should add a cat quest to that. To,
2: to he might. A, I don't know. He's he's a big uh, fan of the gainer this year, and he's the, the he's first one who can them. show video
3: proof that your cat completed cat quest. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: right. We need a Captain
3: <laughs>
1: Cat too. Oh man, that is you aren't wrong, man. That theme song just oh man, Captain song. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. all right well one contest to the next so what about the uh, gamer tag challenge oh that uh, thing's
2: still going on uh it's yeah month of july philip wendell uh he mm-hmm. chose outer wilds and the bonus bonus is proper names so uh specifically first names real or fictional limit one per game uh, and names can repeat so if you have a john or a bob in multiple games not a problem just as long as you're only getting one achievement Per each game, and that only counts after you've completed the gamer tag that has lots of I's and lots of L's and a whole bunch of E's. So good luck.
1: Yeah, for sure. Chris? you're doing such a great job, man. Um <laughs> you, you just want to head us right on to break camp, man. It's just uh let's keep this party going. All man.
2: right. I will. <laughs> Whoa. Looks like he's going to bed early. Uh completions! <laughs> Hatton ninety with a new milestone of fifty completed games. Doboye with a hundred completed games. Sorry, Hatton. Retro Chief nineteen sixty nine with a hundred and seventy five completed games. Northern Lass with two hundred and seventy-five completed games. Big L with a new milestone of five hundred completed games. Doom. Isrit one hundred two has reached a new milestone of one thousand and five completed games. <laughs> uh. It's quite a it is. I, I couldn't remember if we read off the 1,000, and uh, <laughs> so I left the 1,005 in there. I figured he's probably done five. I don't know. Uh, completion yeah. percentage. We have Dark Lord Davis with a 34%. Freaky Row with 43%. Uh, Death Dealers with 45%. Northern Last with 47%. What the Fug with 62 Mark B with 64 Alex R.D. with 65 and Chewy on Ice with also a 65. 65-er. For
3: streaks, we have the Alpha Seagull 50-day achievement win streak. I'm going to guess that he's had his Xbox for 50 days uh, with that one. <laughs> Chesno is on 200 days, and Prue is on 1,600 days. Additionally, all of oh, these yeah. members got one point added to Skeptical Mario Streak King contest because they got... Ten day achievement win streaks. That would be Dark Lord, Dino Bull, Davis, Skeptical Mario, Toad Style Venom, Mark B, J Black, Soundwave Core, P Tart, Isret One Hundred Two, and Retro Chief Nineteen Sixty Nine with his Jeopardy boosting session.
1: Who's uh, who's ahead in that contest right now, or do we know? Uh,
3: I think Lady Licky.
1: Oh, sweet. I'm not
3: sure. Uh, you have to ask uh, Skeppy there. Four achievements. One, the Alpha sequel again has hit seven hundred and fifty achievements. One probably again within those fifty days. Chesno has hit six thousand achievements. One. Highroad V2 thirteen thousand. Bastion Reader fifteen thousand. Northern Lass also fifteen thousand. And Fighter X ninety three chip at twenty three thousand bleeps and bloops on his TV screen.
1: Man, that's awesome.
3: That's a lot um, of pops.
1: Yeah, let's uh, keep the ball rolling. Uh, Alpha Seagull has reached 20,000. Gamer score right on, man. That's a, that's a couple rats. Alex Road has uh, 150,000. Chesno, 200,000. Uh, Saban Roth, Rothschild, 220,000. Hawkeye Berry, 270,000. Uh, Ice Fire, Tennessee. Is four hundred twenty thousand northern last the same four hundred twenty thousand high V two? He had both four hundred seventy and four hundred eighty thousand uh, RPG Davy uh, six hundred twenty thousand as well as NBA Kirkland want his husband six hundred twenty thousand vulgar Latin six hundred and forty thousand and Prue tops it all with eight hundred and forty thousand gamer score. In uh, the TA score, a lot of achievements there too. Uh, we have Alpha Siegel reaching twenty five thousand TA score. So I guess uh, his twenty thousand gamer score equals twenty five thousand TA score. And we have Chesno with two hundred fifty thousand Soundwave Core with two hundred fifty thousand Saban Rothschild five hundred fifty thousand J Block five hundred sixty TA uh, Northern Last five or six hundred thousand Hyro V two eight hundred fifty thousand. Matriarch has 1,100,000 TA score. Legohead, 1977, is 1,140,000 TA. Uh, Still My Thunder has 1,390,000 TA. And Mighty Mango has 1,470,000 TA. And JimBot, UK, has 1,760,000 TA
0: score. All right. We're up to leaderboards. Uh, Northern Last is now in the top 5,000 of TA leaderboard. Retro Chief, the man in the mirror, is in the top 20,000 of TA leaderboard. Alex R.D., whose name is way better in the Discord. Alex R. Davies, our Englishman turned Canadian, is now in the top 20,000 of the TA leaderboard for ID at Xbox. I love that leaderboard. Hack and Pone is in the top 50,000 of the... TA leaderboard for Xbox Live Arcade. Alrighty. Uh, good old Facial Lafleur is in the top 1000 of the USA Games Played leaderboard for Role Playing. <laughs> Mark B is in the top 100 of the England TA leaderboard for Connect Required. Awesome. Mike Pitch is in the top 500 of the Gamerscore leaderboard for Windows Phone. Ice Fire TN. Which I always read as TM, like trademark, is in the top 2,000 of the TA Difference leaderboard. Retro Chief is in the top 5,000 of the U- USA TA leaderboard as well. Chesno is in the top 1,000 of the England Gamer Score leaderboard for beat em up and the top 5,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for fighting. Northern Lass is in the top 500 of the England Completed Games leaderboard. Oh man. We have some late breaking news. Uh, Hot on the heels of last week's news of getting married, a big congrats goes out to Lady Licky, who is apparently with child. Uh, Rumor has it she got impregnated after a heated session of Gears of War 3, so you could say it was a sawed off shotgun wedding. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Congratulations, Lady Licky. Seriously, that's awesome. All right. So uh some trivia? L, you uh you want you wanna quiz us? I no? have
0: trivia for you guys. <laughs> okay. And it's and it's very Elroy skewed. Oh, I like it. Mm. And I'm gonna do it anyway. Um going back to Radalykas. I, I got my fifty-seventh Radalika completion. My trivia question yes. is as of right now, how many T.A., uh, how many Radalika games are on T.A.? How many like games are there? Can you name anybody who has them all completed? All right. But well, we could start what with mean- how many are there? I
3: just want be- to shout it out. Sure.
1: I just texted you. Oh,
3: no, you could just shout out stuff.
1: Oh, 61. Okay. I think
3: there's more than that. Okay. I don't know if we've crossed 70, so I'm going to say 69.
2: Uh, <laughs> I love that answer, mate. I was thinking fifty-seven, so
1: okay. I'm gonna go with Bills. Bills for the win.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Any the other uh Sa- redemption or
1: Sangrias, Sangrias, redemption. Mm.
0: All right, those are all excellent answers. All right,
1: possibly Chin Doctor.
0: Not X the hero. Don't say that. There are 73 Rattleica games. Ooh. Actually, the 74th has just hit. Um Elroy has 67 completions out of 71 on his tag. Oh man. Pretty busy. But all the names you got were correct. Chin Docta has 73 of 73. Redemption has 73 of 73. Bills has 72 of 73. Oh, Bill is slacking, and Sangrius has seventy three of seventy four, so he must have just thrown on the new one and not completed it yet. Mm. I believe we
1: just All got right. one today. Man, that sounds like a good day.
0: Ride like is always a good time.
1: <laughs> All right, well, that takes us to the end of the show. The show is now ending. <laughs> 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 You can catch us <laughs> <laughs> to the point. You can catch us on uh, the internet. Uh, we're on Twitch, Twitter, Discord, Patreon. Uh you can find all those links in the um, the Discord. Uh the Discord is discord.io/ah101. Uh and that'll just be your entrance way and you can find everything else. But as promised, the show is now ending.
0: Uh class dismissed.
1: Yes, class is dismissed, you.
0: (laughs) Bye. Love that guy.
5: Hey, everybody. This is Vulgar Latin with H101 Reviews. Today, I would like to invite you to take a trip with me back in time. Way back. So we're going to go back to late 80s early 90s. Imagine, if you will, a very young child waking up at the crack of dawn, running downstairs, making cereal, spilling milk everywhere, and watching cartoons while his parents sleep. Then, when all the cartoons were over, going and playing some NES. That's the world that the makers of Clash Force would like you to step into. Clash Force was released Early this month, uh, July of 2020, for a price of 4.99. I believe you could also get it on sale for 3.99 if you were so inclined. What is Clash Force? Clash Force is a run-and-gun style platforming game that is very 80s inspired. What do I mean by that? Well, one look at the graphics will give you a big hint. It looks like it came straight out of an NES sometime in the late 80s, and the style is reminiscent of a Saturday morning cartoon. The trailer gave that away, too, that they were shooting for Saturday morning cartoon-style tie-in game. You play as the Clash Force, a Saturday morning cartoon-style team. There are three of them that you can choose from. You pick your favorite, and you stop the evil... Crack Man, which is a name, I suppose, for a bad guy. Crack was bad in the 80s. Go figure. As he goes through multiple biomes that you've probably all seen before. I'm sure you've played video games. You know the tropes. There is an ice world. There is a desert world there's a forest all these places and worlds of hats you get to go through on your eventual quest to get a thousand gamer score which shouldn't take you too long all told it took me 32 minutes to get the thousand gamer score in clash force the reason being is that you only need to get to the end of 15 levels the first 15 levels if you can move all the way to the right without dying a thousand gamer score will be yours Not to say that this is a bad thing. Clash Force was a lot of fun. Moving and shooting through the levels, I had a sense of nostalgia for a thing that I'd never even really heard of. Sort of a weird feeling, huh? As you move through, you collect power-ups and dodge rudimentary enemies. I imagine you could give this to just about anybody uh, and they'd be able to get the 1000 gamer score. I'm willing to bet my mom could probably do this and she hasn't played a video game in 25 years. So you move through, you jump, you shoot enemies, you try not to fall in pits, you try not to get hit so that you can keep your power-ups. If you get hit once, you lose your power-up. Are these power-ups great? Yeah, some are. I really enjoyed the spreadshot, which is a staple of the genre. I didn't enjoy the gun that shot straight and had a little wavy bit at the end. I didn't really know what that was for. It seemed kind of weird and inconsistent, but for the most part, they're all just various shapes of gun that shoot at a specific range. Some have more projectiles, but shoot less, so on and so forth. Now, me personally, I was a spread shot fan all the way. There was also one that shot uh, these big fire waves that looked like about five of them, I think, and that was a big boss killer. But you get so many of them that you just kind of fly through and they're not even really memorable. I think they give you, I want to say 10 or so at any given time uh, that you can just fly through the game. Death's not really much of a consequence since it doesn't take you back or do much of anything. Not that I even died all that much except a couple times in the later levels. After every level, they also give you a bonus power-up, too. You just jump up and collect it, and you have another power-up. Real, real easy. So what boss patterns are we talking about? Well, they're all pretty straightforward and seem reminiscent of bosses in other games. As you shoot through, uh, you'll have the life bar there, which is always, as a sidebar, a really great thing. I love having the boss health so you're not just waylaying on somebody thinking, when is this guy going to go, right? (sighs) Sidebar over. I think there's only about four main boss battles that you have to go through. I believe it's about two levels and a boss, that sort of structure. Uh, You can see that in the achievement list. Uh, And I think the achievement list does it a bit of a disservice. I wouldn't have mind playing this game a lot longer. I did for a bit. There was another boss after that 15th level. I got to 16. Uh, I tried on that boss uh, before just realizing it was more of the same. It's very consistent, it's very solid. The controls. Uh, you move and shoot exactly as you'd expect. They didn't feel floaty. They felt right. This felt like a, not necessarily a lost gem, but a pretty okay game for the time that it would have been made in. If it was, let's assume it was trying to be from the the 1980s, even though it has that parallax scrolling, which would not have been a thing. I don't think the NES could really even handle it. Uh, basically, the backgrounds move uh, independent of the foreground. Uh, that's a pretty neat trick uh, that not a lot, of, a lot of old school games had. It was a very big deal in the Super Nintendo games that some of them could do it. It's a good game. I would say it's one of the better Radalika games that I've played by virtue of just being purely solid. The nostalgia factor going into it, the fact that it had such a hit, a wave, a rush of like the Transformers or you know He-Man or something. Watching the, the show and going back and, and playing the game, you could get that sense of a forgotten... Maybe not gem, but a Forgotten Solid game. There's tons of those back in the day, and this is just going to be one of them. So is it worth your $5? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I'd say it's even more worth the $3.99. All these Rattleyka games go on sale eventually, and if you are inclined, give it a shot. It's not a lot of TA score, but I've never really cared about that either. So plugging this in, I'm going to give it a final score of four out of five cartoons. Very solid, uh, very good gameplay. All in all, a uh, it was a real treat. And I wasn't saying that just because I played it right before a vacation started. So that probably helped. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of the day.
6: Hello everyone, and welcome to another installment of Back to Back, our somewhat monthly segment where we talk about the games we've played that are not available via backwards compatibility. I am once again joined by Chewy on Ice. How's it going, Chewy?
7: I'm good, as always.
6: And of course, Mr. Elroy OMJ. How are you doing? Oh man, it's great to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brevity. So before we start talking about the games that we played over the last month or so, I'm going to actually just take a moment to talk about this month or so. So as you probably have gathered, we don't always get the chance to get together exactly once per month to talk about our back to back exploits. So the segment's still going to be continuing on, we're definitely still going to get together and record, it just might not be exactly monthly, it might take five weeks or six weeks. But we promise we're going to keep bringing you this content. So with that said, I'm actually just going to go ahead and start myself, because I easily had the worst back-to-back month in the history of us recording this back-to-back segment. So I'm going to get that out of the way real quick. <clears throat> also, I've been told that Elroy might not have h- had the greatest month. Spoiler, so I'm going to make him feel a little better by just taking the bullet on this one. Yeah, I
1: appreciate that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no problem. You got to start with low expectations. So by the time we get to Chewie, who's just been killing it <laughs> on all these back-to-backs, you know... I wouldn't we say
7: killing play. it. I mean, I did adequate.
6: Um, I'm pretty sure you got a completion last month,
7: yeah. right? Like on oh, Red yeah. Johnson. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Yeah, you've done all right.
7: You've
1: yeah, I'm, all pretty right. So only, I, I'm pretty great. i pretty great. 200-pointer.
6: Technicalities. Uh, so last month, I said I was going to work on game show-based games. So these would be games like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and The Price is Right. And I did. But my gamer score will reflect none of that. And this is because if you look at what I have left in these game show based games, it's mostly the end game grindy content. So for example, Jeopardy actually encapsulates my entire month of trying for back to back achievements. I have two achievements left in the game. One is for playing, I believe, 50 games, and the other one is for selecting a daily double on your first try. I started the month at some number of games, and I played maybe another 10 or so never hit a daily double on my first try and even though i put a good couple hours into the game at that time i got zero achievements
1: so shame. that pretty much sums up oh sorry my whole month. Yeah, go ahead.
6: hit me with the shame button now what i did <laughs> do and i'll talk about this a little more next uh when we do the next go around but what we're doing for the next time we get together to talk is i did start on my game that i'm going to be <laughs> focusing on for the next time so i'm just going to leave that as a little teaser for when we get around so but with that out of so, the
1: way, at, yes. So at <laughs> what point in the month did you realize you were letting down all the listeners?
6: Um, at the point that I was challenged <laughs> to a completions <laughs> challenge and Chewie's championship oh, challenge.
1: Oh, so there's a fall guy here.
6: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Because here's, here's the issue. When you're challenged to straight completions in a contest like that, <laughs> you will never, ever, ever pick the Xbox 360 for anything. Because a quick completion in the Xbox three sixty days was still six to eight hours, i can complete eight rattleica games in that time, and <laughs> that's, that's where my truth. attention needed to truth. be and it, it would be
1: so much more fun too, might I add just you know <laughs> well
6: you know i'm I'm fun with air quotes, you're just straight fun, but yes, I understand. <laughs> So, I just, there was a lot of distractions, as you know, with the world and its craziness right now. I actually, last night was, or last month was when I was called back to start doing uh, more heavy work-related activities. So, I had less time that way. So, a lot of things came together to make it uh, so that I just, I don't, I turned on my Xbox 360 for a couple things. I just did not sit down with those games and get those achievements.
1: But you sure enjoyed (laughs) those rats, though, right?
6: I You know, there were a few. There were a few standouts, actually. You know, not not. all Radalika games are bad Radalika games, uh, just like not all AAA games are good AAA games. So there were definitely some gems in there too. So,
7: how <laughs> um, did uh, how did Jeopardy, what you played of it, how did it strike you as a game? Is it just like any other game show game?
6: Well, I've played a lot of Jeopardy previous, and actually while I was busy not doing Jeopardy on the 360, I was playing the Jeopardy on the 1. Um, and it's fine. The, the thing that Jeopardy on the 360... Does that the one on the one does not? Is it actually lets you, you choose the difficulty, and on the one version, it's always multiple choice. Which if you're playing Jeopardy, if you're playing Jeopardy to actually show that you know anything about <laughs> anything in terms of random trivia, multiple choice is like great. I've got a one in three chance. Uh, okay, I can do this. On the 360 version, you can type in the answers, and it has sort of predictive text. So as you start to type things in, it'll give you the related answers, so you don't take forever typing. So it feels more like you're actually answering the question instead of just guessing from available choices. Um, But I've I've played a lot of Jeopardy on the 360 already. Uh, I've played a lot of Wheel of Fortune, which is another one that's got so many luck-based achievements. These games, they have achievements that are so RNG-heavy, as does Price is Right. So Price is Right has an achievement for getting 15000 in Plinko. If you're not familiar with Plinko, it's, it's Pachinko. You get a chip, you drop the chip into this like pegboard and you're hoping that it lands in the middle, which is the $3,000 prize. So you first need to play the pricing game. You need to win all five chips, which you can do easily enough by following guides, but then you need to hope that all five land in the best possible
4: spot (laughs) of of which there's
6: only one. So these games, these last achievements and that's, I should have looked more at the achievements I had left in these games before I chose to go with that. The most of the achievements I have left in them are just either grindy or so RNG that there's just no good way to make sure that you actually accomplish anything. That sounds
1: like a, a, a really long setup for just something that you know is going to fail. Um, that's yeah.
7: yeah, that's that's
1: bad. That's not good. Do you yeah,
7: it, do you at least get the soothing tones of Alex Trebek to uh, keep you going? Yeah,
6: but, you know, uh, is he
7: is he really sort is of he really lifelike in it?
6: He looks like a Xbox 360 avatar. So, as as much as that can be lifelike, I I wind up playing these games on mute because you know I'm just trying to get through to finish games at this point. Uh, I think Wheel of Fortune also has achievements. Both games have achievements for unlocking sets, and you can do that by winning a certain amount of money per game. In Jeopardy, that's easy. You answer the questions right, you win money. In Jeopardy, in uh, Wheel of Fortune. So there are achievements for, you know, hitting two bankrupts in a row. And you'll hit bankrupt seven times in a game, which means you're not winning any money, which means you're unlocking stuff real slow. So it it's just – it takes – you have to play through a lot. And I believe these games can be cheesed somewhat if you have a Cronus – not a Cronus, I'm sorry, a Hori, like a turbo controller, mm. because you can just let it press A and it'll keep going through and eventually, luck of the draw, you'll get there. But I don't have that and just – you know, I don't
1: diverted. Attention. I don't see this uh, this plinko one here. Um, which which achievement is that? I was wanting to see what the ratio was on that awful achievement.
6: There are actually two. You I want to say there's one for that you have to do online, and there's one.
1: Not as will of fortune. That you.
6: No, this is Price is right. Oh,
1: I'm in the wrong wrong game. <laughs> 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 that would explain things. Right. That would help. Yeah, I was looking at will of fortune. Yeah, that
6: that would do it. <laughs> So there there are two achievements. There's Lucky Chips, which is for Plinko 1983, and that's for winning 15000 which is the one that I explained earlier. And then there's a second one that's called Drop It Like It's Hot, which is for Plinko 1998. So if you haven't played The Price is Right, um, you play just the way the price – is The Price is Right a thing in the UK? Like, I feel like that's like more of a Uh, United States show. Do you have a corollary?
7: Not particularly. I think there was probably a version of it in like the 90s, but – I don't know if you've heard me on the show previously when ever I've been involved in a price is right type trivia question. Mm. Like, how many achievements have the word hero in?
6: Oh yes, yeah.
7: <laughs> uh, I suck at that, so I guess uh, <laughs> I guess we don't really have it over here. Yeah, oh wow. So the okay.
1: six, a
6: six it's ratio an important in, distinction. <laughs> in case you in case
1: you're wondering is the six ratio.
6: Yeah, so that's for Drop It Like It's Hot, because not only is it ridiculously luck-based, it's online multiplayer only. So you need to find someone else with the game who will then go in there and play it with you and will sit through the pricing game with you. So the pricing game is like a mini game you play based on like, can you guess the price of this pack of gum within 10 cents? And then every time you get that right, you get one chip. So it's a, it's not like you get six chips, but if you get five of them in the best possible spot, you'll win. You have to get all five of them <laughs> in the best possible spot while playing online. Like it, it looks
1: like you have to do it local too. Yeah. Or wait.
6: Right. So that's the that's the Plinko nineteen eighty three. That one's local. Oof. And the Plinko Plinko nineteen ninety eight is online only. It's awful. So yeah, it, it was not. Uh, I, I didn't make good choices in terms of actually getting achievements done. I, <laughs> I pretty f- quickly felt defeated insofar as what I would accomplish this month, and chose to focus on other things. Um, but that's enough of my failures. Well, uh, Elroy,
1: I was to say it sounds uh, like you're ready for uh, our, our spinoff section, uh, rat to rat. So you're 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 ahead <laughs> of the game for that. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I did well for completions last month. It was my best month ever. I just, uh, yeah, uh, totally caused me to blow up my spot with this. Oh,
8: uh, okay. Um,
6: but tell us about Rise of the Argonauts. Oh, How did that well, go? Well, this
1: is a real success story uh, compared to that dumpster fire. So uh, uh, I increased my gamer score on yeah, on this uh, this 200-point game. Um, I now have 160 gamer score. Uh, and that's up from, uh, twenty. So <laughs> that's a improvement. That's that's yeah, great. I I previously had this on my tag. I, I I bought it because um I really I think it was like a dollar at GameStop, and so I went home and played it. I impelled twenty five people, and then I put it away and forgot about it. So there is a walkthrough. And it's actually not a 200-pointer. It's a 1,000-pointer. I just wanted to make it sound better. You know, 160. <laughs> 160 <laughs> sounded really good there on a 200-pointer. But uh, it has a walkthrough. So uh, I just kind of followed the walkthrough. And I think I didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, you have to make, like, selections. Uh, so everything has one of four gods uh, affect affected. Uh, and a uh, little shout out uh one of the people that worked on the walkthrough was no other than freemhole uh he was the contributor oh no. so i feel like i really let him down so i'm sorry man um <laughs> but i might get to where i where it all went wrong for me here in a second but um basically you choose one of f- uh, four gods' responses. So, like, if you're trying to appease uh, Athena, you would choose something, I forget which one she is, or uh, you'd, like, try to be more warlike or something like that. Or if you're trying to, to do Hermes, uh, you're trying to be more whatever, logic-based or something. So you have four possible responses, and so if you respond that way, you earn points towards that god, and you spend those points to get uh, improvements in their skill set, kind of a thing. So you improve your character, and so to only knock this out, or to knock this out in only two playthroughs, you knock out two gods one playthrough, and the other two the others. My understanding, not that I got anywhere remotely close to doing that. Uh, other than that, there's some uh, there's some achievements for attacking and killing things in certain ways, killing them with. With uh, a hammer, killing them with a spear, um, busting—I like the Nutcracker, yeah, uh, busting uh, thirty <laughs> enemy shields, uh, all those. So I did well with those, and I even did well with the uh, the aligned. There's a whole bunch of achievements related to your choices. So, for example, make five Apollo aligned dialogue choices. Make five Hermes aligned dialogue choices. So I did well with that. I didn't have any problems with that. Uh, a lot of this stuff was it was difficult to find because uh, there's a lot of collectibles and you got to find everything so that you can get all the collectibles and the walkthroughs telling you where to go but yeah, uh, Fremo, you, you could probably use a little more uh, specific language here and there on what you were talking about um, and then there's like these statues everywhere. So there's a lot going on here. And so I got all the way to um, this one island, and I got to do a shout-out to my favorite achievement in the game. Not that I have a lot of them. It was the penultimate achievement I got uh, before I hit a roadblock, and that is this one achievement, and it's called Heroic Patience. Uh, That's got to be my favorite achievement of the year that I've gotten, uh, as far as uh, humorous. And so it is... Uh, heroic patience. It's only worth 10 gamer score. It has a 1.56 ratio, and its description is tolerate bolos singing. All right. <laughs> so you like, oh, yeah you seriously you gotta look this one up so basically the people that made this game uh make you go into this market so you've you stumbled into this market and there's this little boy standing there and he you have this dialogue with him and he and he's like being told that he needs to rob people because that's how he's gonna earn a living and and because he's like adopted and blah blah and you're like well maybe you shouldn't do that and and blah 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 and so you have this dialogue with him and then he's like hey you want you want to hear my song and then you, you don't really have a choice he just starts in on it and so he starts singing this song about fish for sale and it's as awful as you can imagine it's like you know this you know child uh, whiny voice going fish for sale fish for sale and it, it goes on and it goes on and then it dramatically pauses and then he goes into the second verse <laughs> and, then, and then it then it, and it, I feel like oh go ahead
6: I feel like we need to um, somehow pull out this achievement and give it to Fug every time he listens to an episode of the show where Ella is singing. <laughs> oh,
1: there you go. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna maybe say it can that it be must edited be in. About Elle singing in. Maybe that. it can. Maybe it can be edited in. I don't know. But you might say, "Why does this have a one point five six ratio?" Because it gives you two different chances to say, "That's enough. That'll do," or something like that, and shut him up. But otherwise, you just sit there and you just have to take this song right to your face, and so. I purposely oh turned it up a notch because Kelly was sitting on the couch next to me. And by the time he hit the third verse, she looked up and she's like, what the hell is this thing? And and then I explained to her how funny this achievement is. And it literally, it takes a lot longer than you would think for this joke. And so if you uh, if nothing else for this game, you got to look up this achievement. I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's it's funny. And so props to Whoever made this game, I've I I done forgot. But props to them for a really funny achievement in the game. And, uh, yeah, so maybe the editors can, you know, put that a little uh, taste of that into this episode at some point of Fish for Sale. Now, where did it all go wrong for me? Ah, well, all right, so here's what happened. I got to this one part where I get arrested. Oh, man, I didn't do anything wrong. I just was in the wrong place, and I'm being framed by my uncle. And so never mind that I've killed just hundreds of people on the way to this location. I mean, I've killed so many I've killed more people than polio at this point. And and so I get into this one room, and then there's like six guards around me. Granted, I've killed like ten guards at a time other times, but there's six guards, and I guess they were really intimidating because I go ahead and surrender. Never mind that I have freaking um What is his name? Hercules standing next to me, and he looks what you would think he looks like. I mean, he's very top-heavy, and you know, (laughs) he looks like a walking triangle, and and uh, he uh, he actually has veins in places I didn't even know you could get veins. Like, that's another part I really liked about this game, is he has this mysterious vein on his peck that, like, throbs during (laughs) it. And I, I love that. That was hysterical. But this is just
6: your new life quest to figure out how to get that vein. <laughs> yeah, I was
4: like, "Dang, hey,
1: how do you get a vein?" On top of that, I mean, I got the you know a few veins that I like, but man, I don't have one there. And uh, and then so you have him standing next to you. Never mind, he could probably pick one of these guards up and rip them in half, and, and you know, and then and then feed the feed one half to another guard. I mean, this guy, you're not taking him down. He takes an arrow in one of the cutscenes right to the chest and he did, he doesn't even flinch right before he grabbed the, the archer's archer by the neck and threw him all the way across the room. So spoiler, yeah, it's an opening sequence. And so <laughs> um anyway, so you have all these all this at your disposal and you surrender, and so then you're in prison. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess we forgot that we were a very formidable opponent, so we're just going to surrender and lose all our gear and go into prison. So now you're in prison. You must fight your way out, and this is the part that got to me. And uh, you have to apparently do three fights, and with the three fights, you have to recruit this one dude. So you don't have to look out for your own. You have to look out for yourself and this jerk named Pytheus. All right. So Pythias is this little, little, uh, uh, opposite of Hercules. And he, he's sitting there with this little, uh, what do you, what do you call those things? The, like, uh, the little goat boy has one and it's like a musical instrument.
6: Like a little guitar kind, kind of, of thing. Of, uh, like oh, like a harp.
1: Thing, you know, okay and blah, yeah blah, 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 you know you like, like run your fingers across it well he has one of those and that's i guess his weapon and so he's like i'm not a fighter and you're like don't worry just follow my lead and so he goes into the arena with you and according to the walkthrough that uh framehole it was a contributor to <clears throat> it says uh <laughs> says make sure he doesn't take action save here because he has to survive exclamation mark okay so oh, and no. so i'm like okay i guess dudes all right and that's all that is said about that and it's just like kill everyone before they kill your partner and so i start the battle and four guys rush at me with with swords they're all over the place i'm killing one over here and like they're all trying to get to this little guy and and you know it they go to a cut scene and he's taking a a, a sword right through the heart he falls to his knees and is dead and but you can continue so i'm like okay am i supposed to continue am i not supposed to continue and i was like well the walkthrough says you that he has to survive it is very specific that he has to survive so i restart it and it's about a 45 second no longer than that it's, it's probably about two minutes set up to get to where he actually enters the arena with you and oh what well, do you know he's dead again and this poor guy he ta- he just he he's like a, his heart is like a magnet for a sword and so this so this it just keeps going right and impales dramatic death scene all right reload well you can only do that so many times i'm not even getting close i mean because i finally i killed those four original guys and then there's like four more running at me. I have no idea what you're supposed to do. I have no idea how you're supposed to make this guy survive. Now, granted, I'm playing on the hardest difficulty because that's what I was told in this walkthrough that Friemholtz is a contributor to is that you choose the hardest walkthrough first. <sharp inhale> so I don't know what I'm missing. I just know. I was like, well, let me look through the walkthrough. And then like, he's mentioned several times after. It's like, take so-and-so to Pytheus. Uh, uh, talk to Bolo. Send him to Pytheus. Talk to so-and-so. Send him to... So apparently he's critical to something in this game. I don't know what. I don't see any achievements actually that mention him by name. But apparently he has to survive for some unknown reason. And whatever it is, it it frustrated me to the point that I just stopped right there. I didn't even... I, I guess I could try a save after he's dead and gone and just see what happens but uh or i could probably you know send a, a dm to uh frame hole and uh <clears throat> probably get some uh direction uh so yeah there's that too but anyway it was very frustrating pytheus you're a jerk do some push-ups while you're in those cells or something i don't know toughen up man well yeah. uh i have a couple questions <laughs> for you actually. okay um, is, it a, is it about so hercules's first...
6: vein? <laughs> It's not on air. Oh, this. um, (laughs) So the, the different questions with the aligned dialogue choices, did you get the sense like they're missable, right? So like, do you have to like reload checkpoints to get through them? Or do you just get enough opportunity to answer in different ways that you just, you have to be mindful of picking like one each time so that you don't have to do multiple playthroughs. Um,
1: well, the walkthrough I was completely reliant on it, so I didn't even read the dialogue. I just knew what I was supposed to do once they sh- showed up. And you can skip a lot of the cutscenes and a lot of the dialogue. So uh, I wish I could tell you more about what the story is about, but obviously, if I'm able to, you know, skip a cutscene, I like to skip a cutscene and just kind of make up the story in my mind. But uh, for example, <laughs> the walkthrough says um, he'll he'll like the walkthrough has the choices that you need to make in order to achieve what you're trying to do on this playthrough. So it says, for example, uh, enter the sales again and talk to Daedalus. And then it has in parentheses, Athena, Ares, Apollo, uh, Apollo, Apollo, Hermes, uh, and that, and so you know what to choose. So the first one you choose Athena, the second time you have a choice, choose okay. Ares. And so it walks through, I don't know what exactly or how exactly I know that. Uh, Each god's choices aren't available at each time, so sometimes you might only be able to choose Athena, sometimes you might have to choose Hermes in order, I guess, to get to the Apollo choice, because you're trying to do Athena and Apollo in the first run, and then Hermes in uh, whatever one that's not those, Aries, uh, the second playthrough is my understanding.
6: So that that actually already answered my second question, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to just ask it for the record. The second question I was going to ask you is that if you look at TA's webpage for this, the top um community review mm-hmm. for the game the preview bit of it says a tale of great loss and unspeakable betrayal and an epic journey to save a true love <laughs> i'm guessing you've got none of that from what you put into
4: the
1: game oh yeah okay. well I, I think i know what happens so they kill your wife and you get pissed off about it because obviously you know they killed your wife so i think that's the great loss part the betrayal. Uh, I think is the uncle. I don't know. I right before I left, it was an unskippable cutscene, and I told some dude to become. I was like, "You have to serve as king while I'm away." And so while well, I'm out off on the ship, and so he's like, "Oh, I couldn't possibly," and you're like, "No, you must." And so uh, I think, but the guy had an evil face. You know how some people have just an evil face. Well, he had an evil face, yeah. man. I think
7: it was his. Was he twizz- was he twizzling his mustache? No, he was- but he had he literally had a pointy
1: goatee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That is the sign of evil man. Yes, he had an evil face. Yes, for sure. And so then I think I saw a cutscene right before I skipped it where he was talking to some of the people that you've been killing. So I can only assume that he set me up, and that's why I got imprisoned because I couldn't, you know, free myself with six people standing around for some reason with Hercules at my side.
6: Okay. Uh, Final question for me, at least. Sure. Seeing as you did. skip through dialogue choices and part of it i think might be informed by the fact you're playing on the hardest difficulty so you're maybe spending more time in battle than maybe you would if you're playing on an easier difficulty do you think you have any inclination at all to maybe go back and start the game on a lower difficulty so you can try to push a little further through or is it sort of all or nothing for you with regard to this Uh, to this game
1: yeah i don't know i think maybe i need to uh send that message to Framehole, maybe and uh, get a little direction to see, okay, worst case scenario frame. What if hypothetically Pythias just takes a sword to the heart? Uh, yeah, just you know hypothetically, would I be able to still kind of do everything I need to do in the first playthrough? Um, but i I assume I see, I don't know if it, it affects the the finishing up the choices for Athena and Apollo. I don't know if he, he has to live mm-hmm. in order to do that. I just know that it was very specific that he must survive, and then he's. But see, when he's mentioned later on, it's only mentioned like a few times, and it has to do with choices. So I don't know. Maybe I could just. I don't know if there's extra ones. I don't know what how much leeway you get on this. And
7: uh, okay, yeah. So I don't know. I, I didn't feel con- before you. Um, yeah. Before you fire off that message to Paul Freemhold who's the contributor? contributor. Yeah. He's a contributor. I, I must say that I've done a bit of digging and although he contributed to the walkthrough, he hasn't actually played the game, <laughs> <laughs> according to his tag, at least. So I'm not sure what he's contributing exactly. Sometimes,
6: sometimes you can contribute to a review um, just as an editor, like just as, as an aside, like if somebody... Uh, uh, I think this actually happened with Elf one time. There was a friend of ours who was writing a, a walkthrough, but English wasn't his first language. Mm-hmm. So they asked L to proofread and Oof. and something like that would be enough to get you contributor status so long as that person says hey this person helped me oh. so contributor doesn't necessarily mean that they knew the game or wrote significant parts of the walkthrough well,
7: but I- if you don't want to send a message to Freemhole because that would just be rude uh <laughs> how about sending one to mr freaky row our community member who has completed the game
1: Oh, that's right. He did say something, and uh, the, he said something about how that was a gym and I, I didn't say anything uh, other than my, yeah. my struggle, and I think I forgot to check back. He might have even posted a solution. I just now remembered I did that.
6: Yeah, I'm surprised, actually, to hear your like negative-leaning take on the game, because it seems like most people... <laughs> That have brought up the game, sort of bringing it up as being a hidden gem. I know review-wise, it didn't necessarily review highly on TA in terms of community review. Mm -hmm. The community review on there right now is about a 3.2 out of 5. But it seems like the folks who took the time to finish it enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, ask Freaky for help. It looks like Matism also completed the game so uh mattism might have some advice for you as well ah,
1: maybe and uh as far as the owner of the walkthrough it is a bunch of numbers and letters and then uh the dudes from or uh yeah austria and so uh maybe oh Some yeah he that particular contributor
6: wrote a ton of walkthroughs he's very prolific oh so.
1: okay well maybe that's not the case yeah yeah Maybe he played it because uh, Her- Hercules had the same uh, vein as his childhood <laughs> hero from Austria. <laughs>
6: <laughs> All right? any other thoughts on uh,
1: Rise well, of the Argonauts? Well, let me just say, it's, I, I, if I'm painting a bad picture, it's not necessarily because of the game itself it's because of my own inadequacies it was just really frustrating and it was just that one lining that says he must survive and I, it just wasn't happening for me so uh, up until that point I mean it wasn't too bad I mean I, I it was alright it's a lot of hunting and looking for collectibles that I don't like to do but other than that you know <laughs> the the gameplay was alright so uh, I wouldn't steer you away from this game I just uh, yeah if you're going for the completion and Pythias must live, then you may have an issue.
6: All right. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, Chewy,
7: what about your month? Well, I, I guess it's, it's nice to hear you guys, you know, <laughs> staying staying humble. Staying humble. It's important to stay humble. Uh, whereas, in my case, I absolutely smashed it. <laughs> oh. And by smashed it, I mean I smashed a load of Lego bricks.
6: Oh, nicely done. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
7: my game for the month was Lego Lord of the Rings. And I don't know if you can cast your mind back as far as June, but uh, our Canadian community member, Jablach challenged the whole community to play as many Lego games as we had available. Uh, and by the end of the month, everyone was seeing blocks before their eyes. Uh <laughs> The the two games that I chose for the challenge were Lego Lord of the Rings and Lego Batman three because I'd already started both of them. And then I thought why not stack uh why not stack podcast segments and have the Lego Challenge and back to back stacked with Lego Lord of the Rings.
6: That's working smart. Uh, oh yes,
7: efficiency in all things. <laughs> uh it is I mean what is there to say? It's a Lego game. Ugh. They're all the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: I know your feelings on the matter, I, <laughs> I, I can't remember. You've played a few. I, I think a, um, I had the
1: misfortune of starting two of them. Starting
7: <laughs> Well, yeah, but if, I... you've, if, you, if you've only started them, you really haven't scratched the surface because they really do develop and change the more you play the game. And I'm completely lying about that. <laughs> Once you've played five minutes, you've played the whole thing.
6: So I, I burned out on them with Legos lego pirates of the Castle. that's one of the ones i did the end for me now i've played some since i've played the force awakens i've played um marvel avengers so i've played some since then but that lego games used to be my my standby gamefly game back when gamefly was more of a thing where you know i'd pay my eight dollars a month whatever it was and i'd get a lego game and i'd play through it to completion i'd send it back and i'd get another and I don't know how you all did that, like, th- played LEGO that much for one month, because I think that was, like, a six-month period, and that was it. I was done. I still haven't returned to them the way I played them before.
7: I mean, I only, I only did, like, a bit of two games. Ella Follette and Retro Chief, they were, like, seven, eight full game completions. That was insane. Right. Um, and then
6: you had, like, Chesno and Vulgar geez, also put up yeah, a bunch, and Jables and obviously put up a bunch. So, yeah, that was and a lot of LEGO.
7: It's not probably not fair of me to say that they are all exactly the same the 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 core gameplay loop is is very similar mm-hmm. it's um le- le- each each game is based around you know a franchise usually a film uh, or a set of films uh you've got a group of a bunch of leg- uh, levels um which broadly relate to scenes from those films um and it's mostly just about smashing stuff smashing bricks smashing elements in the environment to reveal things that you can then build or puzzles that you can solve and interact with and then usually uh the characters have some powers or some abilities that relate to their characters in the films which allow you to then progress uh using those those powers Uh, and this is this is you know basically the same thing What we've got here is we've got um, all three of the original Lord of the Rings films represented. You've got about six levels for each film, so that's, what, 18 total. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, you're following along with the storyline from Lord of the Rings, and it's got all of your favorite characters in there. uh, But your mileage for this is really going to be based on how much you enjoy LEGO games and how much you enjoy Lord of the Rings. If you're not into either of those two things, this is not. Going to be your kind of game. Hmm. Uh, it's and it isn't like I said. It's not fair to me to say that they're all exactly the same because uh, there is variety in how they kind of tie it into the into the 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 whatever the franchises that they're representing. So obviously the the Lego Batman stuff is very superhero focused. So there's a lot of flying around and all the powers that you get of like Superman and stuff. Whereas things like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, it's more about kind of Magic and and wizards and goblins and ghouls and all of that kind of stuff. Um, also, playing like this one side by side with Lego Batman Three, you can actually really see the quality of life improvements that they've implemented over the years. Lego Batman Three came out a few years ago. Lord of the Rings is from two thousand and twelve, so it's quite a few years difference, and uh, you can you can kind of feel how that's changed. So in the very first Lego games, you had to play the levels at least twice, sometimes three or four times to do like time trials and stuff as well. Um, But they've pretty much settled into a familiar pattern now of only needing to play them usually twice. Uh, But the levels have got bigger over time. But in Lego Lord of the Rings, what they did was they introduced checkpoints. Mm. So if you got like halfway through a level and you needed to go and do something else, you could save the checkpoint, and then when you restarted the game, you'd be able to play from that point, which is really helpful. In LEGO Batman 3, you could actually even load back into a specific checkpoint at any point. So if you were going to go back and do that cleanup stuff, you could always go back and just do it. You know, oh, I need to go and kill the boss, so I'll just go and kill the boss, and you could load into that specific checkpoint. Uh, which you can't do in Lego Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Batman games and the other games have also got really good signposting, but I found the Lord of the Rings game had really bad signposting for some so of the puzzles.
6: Explain so, real quick what signposting is.
7: So, like, you're in a level and you know what you need to smash because it's made of Lego anything that's made of lego in the level you can pretty much hit it or shoot it and it will smash and you'll get studs which is like currency or you'll get things that you can then use to build but alongside that are all the kind of puzzle elements and some of those things are not made of lego so you have to kind of find them in the environments. and lord of the rings i found particularly bad for this because one of the abilities is that frodo can go into a dark cave and light the cave with his I don't know candle thing (laughs) and then see what's inside the cave right but those dark caves are just kind of painted in the background so I would be in a level trying to figure out everything smashing everything building whatever and then I'd be like what do I do I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing next
1: (laughs) that sounds like a lego game for sure then
7: well, exactly. And then you right. notice, hang on, in the in the back corner of this level is this tiny little black area oh. that you realize, oh hang on a sec, and then you switch characters to Frodo and then he walks straight in there and then lights his little candle and there's the lever that you needed to progress and you're like, Oh, I've just spent half an hour oh. <laughs> figure that out. And it's, it's stuff like that. And there's not really any of that stuff in, as far as I know, the, the kind of later games. They're a lot better at kind of making it clear exactly what you need to be doing or how you need to be progressing. Um, although, you know, <laughs> there are so many of these that it's not surprising that there are a few kind of kind of shonky kind of design elements like that as you go along.
6: It's both good and bad because I find when I'm playing something like Star Wars, everything glows. So things that you can use with one power, it's red, and things that you can destroy with a certain type of weapon will just have like a um, like a little sparkle on them, and other things will glow blue. And it drives me insane when I'm playing through the game on the first time to know that I can't do half of that. Oh,
1: yeah, like, That has always uh, been
6: a thing. Like I kind of wish with LEGO games they would turn all that off on your first playthrough and just highlight important things that you need to progress for the story playthrough – and then in later levels, they turn all those things on because they're there for good reason. They're there to show you here are all the things you can interact with and to give you a hint as to what character to use. Because um, I imagine Lord of the Rings is like most of them when you play on free play, which you open after your first playthrough, you can take something like eight characters into the level with you. Um, and the game will usually pre-assign characters that have the main archetypes for getting through levels. So the character that can double jump and the character that has an explosive and those sorts of things. And I just wish they would turn all those things off on your story playthrough. So I could just get through the story playthrough and <laughs> then do everything I need to do on my cleanup run. <clears throat> but with Lord of the Rings, it looks like, so you got through all the campaign levels, it looks like, right? Yep, finished the
7: story. And I'm now
6: Knee deep in cleanup. <laughs> so that was because it looks like you started cleanup and and as is typical with Lego lists, a lot of the cleanup is something between all these collectibles and actually pretty fun things that involve taking one specific character and doing a specific action. So you're still working on this
7: cleanup? Oh. Do you think you'll
6: get all the bricks or do you think you're just kind of going to do that
7: like lower, easier stuff? I mean, I will. I will end up doing all of it because... I have about twenty other Lego games sitting in my backlog, and i made a <laughs> I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't start new ones without having oh. completed the ones that are already on my tag, so i have to I have to push through but I will say that that Lord of the Rings is it represents the tipping point between mm-hmm. when the Lego games were relatively streamlined and they didn't have these massive hub worlds, or if they did, the hub worlds were quite well populated. And the then the massive ones that come later. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have, it's not as rich and full as the massive ones that come later or as kind of well designed. So Batman 3 is huge. It has multiple hub, hub areas. It has planets to explore. It has hundreds and hundreds of things you can do, but it, it doesn't feel as much like busy work. Mm-hmm. In LEGO Lord of the Rings, it, it, re- it basically replicates the entire Middle Earth right an oh, internet wow. an inter- an interconnected hub world of cities and mountains and volcanoes and and you you have to wander these areas trying to find uh things to do races characters to interact with to collect stuff for uh, and it's huge <laughs> but probably the worst thing about it is how it handles the um, the red bricks those fabled Magical mm-hmm. red bricks And the red bricks if you're, if you're wanting to be efficient Playing a Lego game The first thing you should be doing Is trying to get those red bricks Those multiplier bricks especially The ones that really bump up Your stud total So that you can buy more red bricks And more stuff in order to be as efficient as possible uh, I thought
1: I thought it was if, all about the gold bricks
7: <laughs> nah, Gold bricks are just Gold just bricks are your ultimate goal uh, To completion Mm-hmm. but they don't really give you anything. Red bricks are the ones that give you the abilities, oh. the uh, the magnets, the multipliers, the little set of the indicators to tell you where all the mini kits are and stuff. If you get that <laughs> stuff, it's going to be a lot quicker.
6: Don't many of the games have cheat codes you can use to unlock a lot of the Ooh,
7: I'm listening. basic
6: bricks? And they don't invalidate achievements. I won't unlock all of them,
7: they but do. you'll be able
6: to get a good number of them, right?
7: They do, but I'm, a, I'm I'm a good boy, and I, and oh, I don't do that. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and for this one, you really kind of want to, I guess, get started on that. The reason being, the majority of LEGO games that I've played, um, you do your story missions, and you pretty much can't get any red bricks through the story mode. Maybe one or two, if you're lucky. But then, usually, in your free play, you can then target the ones you want to get by replaying specific levels. So I always go for the, you know, the multiplier ones first, right? Mm-hmm. Go for those, yeah. get them in the free play levels, bump up my score, and then it's just a rolling, you know, uh, boulder to pick up loads and loads of studs and then buy everything. In the, and Usually you can just do that by doing a free play level with the right characters. Not in Lord of the Rings. It is such a bloody pain to get these red bricks
1: i think you you hit the nail on the head when you called it busy work because i i I, I I do remember what you're talking about that's like where you collect 10 of this or find five that kind of thing is that what you're talking about the red bricks
7: so in this you have to um, find a random character in the hub world who. Wants you to do a fetch quest. So you'll find like some dude and he'll be like, Hey, I could really do with some orc boots. Could you get me some orc boots, please? <laughs> so then you have to figure out where oh, the orc no. boots are. And the orc boots could be hidden somewhere in the hub world. They could be hidden in a level. So you have to oh, go wow. back and replay a level to find those boots. Or if it's a mithril item, so it'd be like a
9: mithril orc
7: boots, then You have to find the blueprint in a level, then you have to take that blueprint to a blacksmith in a hub world and then hope that you've got enough mithril bricks, and mithril bricks in this game are like the gold bricks in the other games, to purchase the item so the blacksmith will make it for you, then take the item back to the dude. And say, here's your mithril alt boots. Oh, thanks very much. Here, have a red brick. And he gives you the red brick. (laughs) But then you can only buy the red brick if you've got enough studs to pay for it.
6: Oh, what a pain.
7: So you have to do that every single time you want to unlock a red brick in order to then get the abilities to go back to the free prey levels to then collect everything that you would want to collect and find everything. So it just really really adds to that time to, to, to kind of completion and very inefficient
1: you said that you find it all you know you have to go back to levels find it go here and find it and all this and that uh i mean i would be trying to find it on youtube is the support there on youtube kind of showing you where everything is
7: oh yeah there's you know there's guides there's walkthroughs it's it's all available and again you can try and as i'm trying to do make it as efficient as possible by saying well if i get for this one first then this one then that one that's going to be the best kind of route But if you didn't have any of that stuff available, it would just be, like, a complete mess of, like, figuring it out. Absolutely, yeah, busy work. Like, the LEGO games are busy work. This is, like, next level.
6: (laughs) I find it telling that, like, I want to say the shorter LEGO games come in at, like, 20 to 25 hour completions. This one's 25 to 30. They're all quite... um, they take quite a bit of dedication if you're planning to complete them, that's for sure. And it doesn't sound like this one varies from that at all. Yeah. And, and I think
7: um, most of them, you know, they, they have a certain mileage. And once you've hit that point,
4: mm-hmm.
7: it's like really kind of that thing. Well, do I want to push through to that completion? You're going to literally probably be doubling your play time, right? At least after right. completing the storyline. And a lot of them still feel quite fun. But this one for me, it just doesn't it just does it just feels very kind of uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I actually <laughs> have actually have something positive to say about this game so
1: uh you heard it here first I actually have something i would like to say positive about a Lego game and this one in particular, so here it goes. there's actually two achievements on there that i I really like and that i I'm really uh enjoy that they are they uh included them so one is uh, one does not simply dot 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 and then the description says walk into mordor i love that line in the movies mm-hmm. and then the other one is there's an achievement for taking the hobbits to isengard so <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, if i had to say if i was forced to say something positive about this game i like those two achievements i would never play it but i do like those two <laughs> achievements
7: yeah and it's and it's, it i shouldn't back on it too much it is quite it is light and fun and funny. And it's actually, I think, the first game as well when they did full voice acting on the Lego I characters. I am going
6: ask that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's correct.
7: Yeah, so before this, it was all silent slapstick kind of mm-hmm. comedy style. And this one is the first one where they kind of almost recreate the scenes with full voice acting. Although, having said that, I feel like it's less funny mm. than the earlier games in because of that. They're, they're trying to stick a lot more closely to the storyline. They do have some funny moments and some kind of slapstick stuff, but it, it feels a little bit more kind of clear-cut and dry than the earlier games, which were, were played for laughs a little bit more. That,
1: are, uh, are the voices actual actors, or are they just people imitating the actors' voices? I
7: can't tell. I can't. Oh, they're, that they're, they're that good. They're that good. So, so I think, I think it's re- people recreating it because then there are like silly lines and jokes and stuff peppered in as well. Uh, so I don't think they're just lifting samples from the from the films. But I, I think in Lego Jurassic Park, they are just lifting samples from the films. At least that's what people have kind of hinted at. I haven't played that one yet. But in this one, I think it's um, they're recreating it using actors. Not the same Oops. actors, I assume.
1: <laughs> Does a little tomb play in the background when you get the taking the Harvest to Isengard achievement?
7: I didn't know. No, I really wanted that to to be the case. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's a lot of jokes and, and stuff.
6: Yeah, Lego games, one thing they are very good about generally is having achievements that really acknowledge the source material. So th- there's always good stuff to find in there in all of these games where it's it's not just the very basic things that people have heard. But like, if you really know the source material, you go, oh, OK, whether it's the books or the films, um, there's plenty of stuff in there that you can take away and go, that's cool. But then it's, you know, do I really want to spend the <laughs> 30 hours it's going to take me to yeah. be able to throw a dwarf 30 times?
7: Yeah. Batman 3, especially Lego Batman 3, I could you can feel the absolute love for the source material coming through that game. They have so many hundreds of, of characters, and like every time Superman flies, it plays the old Superman theme from the movies. Um, just and they have like all these jokes about the 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 movies themselves, uh, the TV shows. Like you get to replay the old. 1960s batman tv show and like all of that stuff is it's a love letter to the source material and i'd say that's the case for a lot of these games but um if you want to play a lego game i'd say the batman games are the best of each generation of lego games one two and three Um, so if you're going to pick ones pick those ones over any others personally
1: Or just don't pick any of them. I mean,
7: just saying. Just saying. Just saying.
6: I, I remember reading somewhere at some point that there are effectively two teams that work on Lego games because they're such a big undertaking that they can't have the same crew working on that game annually. It'll just, it won't get done. So there's, I think, too, some logic to, like, you kind of figure out which team is the team that you like the way they approach the games, and those games will generally ring truer for you not sure if that's still the case, but that's something I had heard uh, in the past. That's interesting.
7: No, I didn't know that.
6: All right. I think with that, that is our recap for what we did last month. So let's just go around one more time real briefly and talk about what we have to work on before the next time we record. I am going to be working on, as I alluded to before, Conflict Denied Ops. Conflict is not good. I would not recommend it to anybody. But back in the day when uh, you were trying to get easy, quick, true achievement differential, uh, the one of the best ways to do that was games with long dead multiplayer. So you wouldn't necessarily do something like a Gears that a lot of people played at some time, but you do a game like Conflict Denied Ops or a game like Ruse where you got great ratio for doing almost nothing. So, eight years ago, I played and completed all of the online multiplayer in Conflict. And at that time, I had started playing the co op with Toadstyle Venom, aka Stan, aka Steve. And we played one level, and we were trying to go for an achievement to have both of us not die during the level. We're close to the end, and Steve goes, Hey, there's a guy in that. And then I died. So, we hadn't <laughs> played the game in the eight years since. We picked it back up again recently, and I have managed to get that achievement. So we're going to keep working through it. But the hard thing about this game going forward, so we'll see how much we accomplish together, is if you play the game in co-op online, and there are achievements for playing the game in co-op, if you both die, you get kicked back out to the lobby screen, and you have to start the stage from the beginning again. No thanks. So there's no checkpointing. It's... You know, very much one stage at a time and and you have to have a lot of patience and uh, spawns seem to be a little random on enemies so you'll be sitting in a hallway just like you cleared out everybody right and then someone will come right up behind you and kill your partner or yourself and so there are going to be challenges going through it this way we started on normal and promptly decided we needed to drop to easy just to get it done so we'll be working on that together and i'll also be playing solo because there is stage specific stuff to do that will be easier when we're not worried about one of us dying so that is what I have on deck. What What are you going to be working on, Elroy? Uh,
1: well, I decided to, to play another Hidden Gem. Um, and by Hidden Gem, I mean it has a 1.9 star ranking. Uh, thank you, Chewy, for that. Um, <laughs> I'm playing it for our little uh, battle uh, that we have going. And it is no other than F4, R-O-T-S-S, as it says on my app. And I was like, what the heck is that? And then I realized that was uh fantastic four rise of the silver surfer um so uh the game is game pretty legendary really terrible yeah yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh uh several people have finished this one on my friend's list uh neither of y'all are among them uh so this one I've started it pretty good um at the i think the same amount of gamer score as I got on the Argonauts, I like got hundred and forty. I think I had 160 on the other one, but 140 uh, gamer score right now, and I've, everything was going well. I've, it, oh, it's brutal trying to find all these freaking uh, collectibles, but uh, um, I'm hit the hardest stage in the game, which is this military base where all of a sudden these little turrets just run around the corner and start shooting you, and then it's like three shots and you're dead. And uh, it's getting a little frustrated, I'm not going to lie. It's it's getting awful frustrating, especially when you're running around looking for collectibles and you get shot, you know, by a little turret thing. So uh, I guess we'll find out. Will I prevail? Yeah, so I don't know. It's... Ugh, it's... And I'm a little Dreadful. concerned
6: given how well Rise of the Argonauts went with you uh, hitting a problem spot and not exactly <laughs> pushing through. I'm a little concerned.
1: Yeah, Just i a little concerned. I can't do it. I can't mail it in two months in a row, right? I, no, come on. I gotta, I gotta push through <laughs> here. I mean, it's not like it's this huge. It's not like getting thirty thousand in Plinko or anything. I mean, it's only got a one point five <laughs> ratio. I don't know why I'm in so much trouble with it. So uh, I don't know. Yeah.
7: Yeah. <sighs> All right, and Chewie, what about you? So, I will also be playing a co op game primarily. Uh, I will be, and another licensed game as well. So, there's a theme here. Uh, I will be (laughs) playing Star Trek.
6: Uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, have you done that
7: (laughs) one? So,
6: quick side story actually I played Star Trek uh, with OSU Blue Jacket, actually, uh, who was also a news hound. It says where where Chewie and I first crossed paths when we were volunteering on TA Uh, and we had gotten a copy of the game actually for review purposes I want to say and Jay wound up OSU Blue Jacket wound up writing it but uh, yeah the game is um, yeah I can't wait to hear what you think about it next month
7: so I I have been dived it with my g-tasked teammate Legohead1977 who is now in the community as well and uh, yeah the first mission was uh it was very glitchy. <laughs> glitchy.
6: That, that's what I remember. Is there was a lot of like, yeah. oh, I can't walk past this ledge because there's a thing there? Yeah. Maybe?
7: So we, we, <laughs> we the, our experience, our most memorable experience so far with the game was uh, a cutscene, which then immediately following the cutscene, Spock literally fell through the ceiling mm-hmm. into the floor. <laughs> Like, he just, he just, uh, like, a hundred miles an hour. (laughs) So it was like, wait, where's Spock? And then suddenly, he was there. And it wasn't part of the game. It wasn't by design. (laughs) Well,
6: I very much look forward to hearing your take on that, because I definitely have some memories of of that one.
7: Awesome. Looking forward to it.
6: And with uh, that, I think we're all set on back-to-back for this month or segment or whatever period of time. We choose to use. So, if you have any comments or anything else you'd like to throw our way about back to back, you can, of course, reach us all most easily via Discord. We're all pretty present at the Achievement Hunting 101 Discord, which you can find at discord.io/slash ah101. If you'd like to participate in the segment or even submit a small clip about a non-backwards compatible game that you've played, feel free to do so by reaching out to any of us on the Discord or over private message.
7: All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.
9: Hello everyone and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101's fifth and final installment of the Dreamfall Chapter's Game Club. With me is Shoe on Ice. Oh boy. And I'm Wakapale. Book 5 opens with Zoe's purple personal assistant Wonkers greeting you as you wake up in your bed. He informs you that you've been in a coma in Casablanca for a very long time. Wonkers tries to get you back to sleep. Zoe doesn't want to go back to sleep. She is trying to find a way out of her room, but it is locked.
7: This was super creepy. I found this uh, creepy robot monkey being like, Just go back to sleep, Zoe. You look very tired. You should just go back to sleep.
9: Yeah, and they changed the voice actor for Wonkers as well. He was in the previous game. Zoe also mentions that he sounds wrong.
7: When, When this scene started... My first thing was like, yes, I was right the whole time. When I said, she's in the coma, she's been asleep the whole time, it was all a dream. But then when he started behaving like that, I was like, hang on, no, there's something more going on here. It's a, lo- it's a lot more complex than just, it was all a dream.
9: So his memories are messed up, but they return gradually as you explore the hospital room. You notice several inconsistencies. Yeah, so this was
7: kind of like a puzzle where you had to figure out what memories weren't real. The, the photos that she'd got of like her graduating when she didn't actually graduate and with her mum when she never actually had a relationship with her mum.
9: As you find memories that are not entirely correct, the room starts glitching. Yeah, pretty weird.
7: The whole world starts to glitch out on you.
9: Eventually Zoe remembers everything and sees through the illusions around her. She finds an exit leading to a long white corridor. She walks through a force field and finds herself in a strange bodysuit.
7: Yeah, all of her hair has been shaved off. She's got some kind of like yeah, anodes in her head. She's in a, a jumpsuit. I've written here WTF capital letters. Because <laughs> this was when it
9: got really, really mind melty. And the scene quickly changes over to Bip, who is okay... He was not cut up, and General Hami has decided to side with Kian. He's not a f- fan of genocide either.
7: No, he, I wasn't sure about his like arc on this point because he's you know been fighting for the Asadi this whole time. You know, presumably engaging in some violent acts against various people and he seems to flip very easily to Kien's side when he realizes it's it's a little bit worse than he thought it was.
9: Technically he still fights for the Asadi he just uh, doesn't want anything to do with Cyan Vamon and the Office of Scientific Progress.
7: Yeah he's not cool with you know genocide by way of plague. He's okay with a few battles but not uh, the complete annihilation of inno- a species. I guess he doesn't want innocents as well dying as opposed to
9: soldiers you are given a choice what to do with sister alessandra
7: all of the choices here basically said she's pretty much definitely going to die either way it's just whether you want her dead here right now whether you want to send her to be face trial and then probably be executed or if you just want to leave her with the prisoners because they will probably kill her as well
9: well with the risk if you send her to sadir she might be saved by the office of scientific affairs
7: I thought it was a uh, poetic justice that the prisoners would decide how to deal with her.
9: You learn that Mother Utana sent General Hame to Gien to intercept Kian. Kian and General Hame intends to return to Mercuria and thwart Cyan Vamon's plans.
7: And in my version, I had Liko with me as well, and the general was pretty cool about Liko. He didn't have any uh, prejudice or anything. He was just like, oh, cool. Thanks, man.
9: Mercuria is celebrating Reap Moon's Eve, and the Prophet, Saya, and Vamon intends to activate the engine. Vamon knows of Kian and the General's return to Mercuria, but chooses not to inform the Prophet. This is the
7: first time we've properly seen the Prophet, I think, like. in this game. Properly, yeah. So this was my first experience with him and he was all kind of thinking he was some kind of boss with his gold mask and his big staff and his cape. And it kind of, because we we discussed about the the female-led sisters kind of ruling everything, I wasn't sure where he fits into that hierarchy. Is he above them?
9: Are they just following his orders? He is coming in from the side. Yeah. He is a third party that sought help from the Assad.
7: i wasn't sure why they apart from furthering their own goals why they're really helping him i suppose we find that out
9: Saya is not happy with withholding information from the prophet yeah she's
7: a lot more kind of devout to his cause Uh, Whereas Vaman seems to be more in it for himself at this point. Uh,
9: Scene changes to the Rooster and Kitten where Hami and Kian holds a joint speech to the rebels and to Hami's men. They intend to destroy the engine and arrest or kill Saya and Vaman.
7: Hammy makes a very r- rousing speech about how magic is a part of everything, and he's always felt that, that it since a young age. Despite then waging a war against it in later life,
9: but uh, he's cool about it now. Before leaving, Kian can walk and talk with the rebels before setting out for his mission to destroy the engine.
7: And Amy was alive, alive and kicking, in my version.
9: She was not there. In my version, neither was Liko, who was very dead.
7: Sad times, yeah. I had them both with me, as well as Anna. And um, Ferdows comes back in as well at this point. The science
9: science bloke. Anna stops you before leaving. And if you press her, she admits that she was the one who informed Mother Utana. Ferdows will help you destroy the engine
7: yeah no one no one seems to understand what he's talking about he talks about crashing it uh, like crashing a computer and the word crash uh, causes concerns for these kind of people who don't talk in that kind of technological terms so they think he literally means crash into
9: it <laughs> kian leaves the rooster and kitten finding the reap moon festivities outside the Asadi are not happy at all they are not comfortable being around all the drunk people, and uh, yeah, they are very drunk, they are setting things to fire, they're having sex in public.
7: Yeah, everyone's partying and burning stuff. All, all of this, everything is made of wood, and they seem very keen to set everything on fire. They're literally playing with fire here.
9: Kian comments that uh, this seems like a really, really bad idea, considering most houses are partly built from wood.
7: Alcohol, lots of wood fire. is not a great combination.
9: Kian is not a fan of the festivities, but the Asadi are even more uncomfortable, as most of them do not usually drink. Uh, Walking through Mercuria, you find Honor Hilaris. This guy. Uh, He has captured Crow and put him in a cage and intends to burn him alive. This guy. Ugh.
7: I mean, fair enough, I guess. uh, Crow did cause one of his goons to get knocked out so he has a, a personal vendetta against crow but i've got quite fond of crow at this point so i was quite determined to uh,
9: fix this situation Kean has not really interacted much with crow before so he gets a bit surprised when uh, crow asks him to help him by name yeah crow also says that he knows a way to get inside the tower where the engine is
7: yeah, that, that basically saves his life because Kian is uh, more motivated by that fact than to simply save him out of the
9: kindness of his heart. Yeah, at first it says, I don't have time for this, but uh, once he's told that Crow knows how to get inside the, the tower undetected, he is all for saving him. There's a merchant close by selling some alcoholic beverages and you trick him into... Putting some probably magical wine into a flagon, and then you use that to sabotage the kindling, which explodes as Honor Hillary's try to light the bonfire. Yeah,
7: this was quite a fun little puzzle. You uh, presented with, I think, six different wines, and you can try all of them. And as I did, not all of them are quite as effective at uh, dealing with Honor.
9: There's also water.
7: <laughs> there's water, yeah. There's water in the um, bird fountain, yeah. So there is a couple of uh, missable, miscellaneous achievements that I picked up along the way. Uh, I had the guide just to make sure I didn't miss them. <laughs> there's a really, there's a random funny one where you have to drink the water from the bird bath. Uh, oh. Oh. That was like drinking the shadows'
10: sulfurous piss. Ah! I'm reasonably certain that had bird shit in it. I just drank bird shit. This was not a well-considered action by any measure of things.
7: (laughs) But uh, yes, you get an achievement for drinking bird poo water, which is quite fun.
9: You save Crow as Honor burns. A guard comes by and uh, says that he probably won't survive the night. Yippee! Crow immediately takes you to the tower. Is the scene changes and Roper Clax is set free from a cell by the Prophet, whom he calls Master. This is where it all becomes clear
7: that they're all in cahoots. Evil wizard bloke and Prophet up to no good together.
9: I read uh, up a bit on uh, Roper Clax. This is not in the game. It came with uh, an extra book they sent with the game called The Tome of the Balance. And apparently when Clax was a child... He had another name, a wizard called Roper Clax. showed up and his family dismissed them and when they did so he got upset but this roper wanted uh, to teach his family a lesson and uh, the wizard gave him a potion which he thought would just make them sick or something but it ended up killing them so he killed his entire family and then he uh, sought revenge on the uh, wizard killed him and took his identity. Nice. So he was a really bad guy from the start. Yeah. Uh, Kian ends up at the journeyman inn. Uh, This secret entrance is boarded up. Crow despairs that they won't have any chance to destroy the the flimsily boarded up uh, door
7: (laughs) yeah but rather than rather than finding a key in a in a long drawn out puzzle you take the action approach
8: okay violence i'm not used to adventuring with people who resort to violence i have to say it's very refreshing not having to look for keys or levers or trying to trick wizards into lowering bridges we should have brought you along from the start you would have saved us a lot of time. Let's go, Bird. Crow, Crow, seriously.
9: You have been here before in the previous games, but this is the first time for Kian.
7: Yeah, I, got, I picked up on that because he makes reference to uh, April Ryan having been there before and using the doing the puzzle that we have to do well uns- that Kian does unsuccessfully.
9: And so we as well. Mm. Crow sinks to a wall which opens a secret passage, but it's way too small for Kian. I'm tone deaf, and I couldn't figure out the music puzzle.
7: Oh, yeah.
9: Was that just me, or was it really difficult?
7: Uh, No, it wasn't too hard. It's just a series of four notes, and you have to discover if it's the high note, the medium note, or the low note, and you just play it in that order. But yeah, being tone deaf will not
9: help you in that scenario. I couldn't tell the difference. I could tell that there were three different notes, but... I couldn't tell Mm. what, what, what.
7: You're basically Kian then, because he doesn't get it either. I mean, he sings the right tune, but he's so unmagical, it just doesn't work.
9: Uh, Luckily, the subtitles eventually gives you the solution after a few tries. Right. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't work. You need to find a magic item to open the passage. Fortunately, it is close by. Yeah, it's uh, this random magical egg, which obviously has more meaning from the previous games,
7: Uh, but it's being used as a lantern at the moment. I'm not sure by whom and and why.
9: It was probably left there as uh, it's just a part of the key to get through the secret entrance. Probably left there by either April or Zoe. Probably April. Kian manages to activate the secret passage and goes through it. Scene changes to the Asadi priestesses preparing the ceremony for the activation of the engine. Uh, They are under watch by The Prophet. Uh, Did you notice that load times were fairly quick this episode?
7: I think so, actually, yeah. Considering how often it changes, it it didn't feel like I was sitting around waiting as much as in in previous episodes.
9: Most of the areas were fairly small, but uh, the scene changed very frequently. The load times were way better than in Book 2 in particular.
7: Yeah, it, I did notice how slow they were in, in those ones, and I did notice at all in this one, so it must have been a lot quicker, considering how often it changes.
9: Kia needs to take a short boat ride to the engine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was funny. Row,
8: row, row your boat gently across the, uh, the deep, dark, Eldridge subterranean lake filled with all kinds of ancient tentacly weirdness and sleeping gods. Please, bird, silence crow and I'm just trying to lighten the mood big guy you need to laugh more I laugh when it's appropriate to do so show
10: me what no I won't perform for you like a a
8: trained ape man come on you can do it it's easy like this <laughs> see open your mouth Smile, push air through. I mean, I have a beak. I don't know how it works for you humans, but if I was going to guess. Ha! Ha ha! Ha! That's, um. That's sad. Frankly, that was disturbing. Please don't ever do that again. You have my word. Good. So. Did you and April ever hook up? You know, mate, copulate... No. Bird, you need to learn common
10: decency. And I am gay. I don't mate
8: with women. Interesting. I prefer females myself. But it's not like there's a lot of us around, whatever my species is. And as long as I'm not starting a family of my own... Who cares, really? Although I would like to start a family, I'm getting on. It may not show, but I've... Pluck some grey feathers, and I can feel it in my wings. Most mornings, they're stiff as dry twigs. I won't be around forever. It would be nice with a young wife to take care of me in my twilight years, to regurgitate my food and care for our hatchlings. I'd like to pass down some of the wisdom I've acquired through my journeys across the world, and all the jokes.
9: They arrive at the dream vortex located right below the tower and the engine. Uh, The engine being rather large. Yeah,
7: time for some climbing.
9: The temple of the sentinels used to be where the tower is now but you have not heard anything about the sentinels. I'm leaving it at that. No. New scene, Vamon slaughters Hami and his men. So in... The scene when Hami makes his speech Kian and Hami
7: have a a discussion where they say, well, we're expecting probably quite a few of Vaman's soldiers to just surrender and join our side after they find out what's going on. And then in this scene it kind of seems like that's really not happened because he literally gets surrounded and stabbed to death.
9: Uh, Soldiers attempt to get into Ferdows building with the computer console. I don't know if they just thinks doors are easier to replace or repair since uh, there are large windows <laughs> overlooking the console. Uh, but they are trying to get in using a ram.
7: And if they're trying to kill them, they could just set it on fire. I mean, there's plenty of fire going around at the moment. No one would notice a
9: building being set alight. Well, it's an important building as, as a part of the engine and I'm not sure they know that Ferdaos has switched sides. Uh,
7: uh, he had Anna and Inu with him in my version as well.
9: I mean if you had a intruder in your house would you burn it down? No maybe. If I can claim on the insurance. (laughs) Kian gets uh, on top of the engine and uh, sees Roper Klax operating it. Kian is not familiar with uh, Roper Klax except for his um, statue in the office of scientific
7: dudos, which he might, i don't think he realizes it's the same person which
9: was supposedly were a 100 years old or something like that so mm-hmm. i think i said a thousand last time but it's 100 years earlier when clax was the necromancer king uh, kian needs to take care of him before he can communicate with fedaus uh, kian confronts clax clax uh, reveals he built the engine and calls himself an engineer He calls over to someone uh, behind you. I'm guessing you got killed here.
7: Uh, First time, yeah. (laughs) He tries to distract Kian. Uh, Turns out there's no one there. And if Kian turns around, he gets stabbed.
9: If you do not, he pulls a dagger and uh, you punch him out before he manages to stab you. Uh, Ferdows didn't think this plan through. You apparently need to be two people and he had no idea that Crow was going to show up. You need to activate two distant switches at once. As you do so, Mother Tana shows up.
8: I've... kept my eye on this engine, trying to learn what it can do. Kian, I need to tell you something important and we don't have much- Okay, remind me again about that sign you're supposed to give me, Kian? Was it one arm above your head, or- Oh, hello. Wait, what? you two actually know each other? Crow. What? Does everyone know each other? How many people are there in the world? Five? I guess I should be used to this by now. I've been around you guys long enough. Nothing should surprise me. So, Mother, how's the Office of Scientific Research going? You just let me know when you need another message delivered. I'm your bird. The Office of Scientific? You? Work for the Office of Scientific Research?
4: Oh, Kian.
8: Works? (laughs) Mother Utana runs the Office of Scientific Research. I know this because I've been a messenger bird for the Mother both in Sedir and here in Marcuria. She's the top dog, numero uno. No one above. She is the Office of Scientific Research. I was going to tell you, Kian. Just... Not like this. Not now. I guess it
10: can't be helped. You knew about the camps? About the Magicals? About what... What Sister Alessandra was doing? How long? How long have you known? Wait! Are you behind all of this? I don't know what to say,
8: except... I am truly... Truly sorry.
10: Just uh, just lie down. I'm sorry. Hold still.
4: Don't die
8: on me. You left me no choice. what? What did you do?
7: Did you just stab him? Why? Shocking twist Yes yeah, so throughout this whole thing. They've really been building up Utana as being some kind of sympathizer figure within the Asadi. She's been f- kind of using Crow, she's been talking with Anna. she's been kind of doing stuff with Hami, the general, who has obviously have got sympathetic tendencies. So she's being positioned as this kind of person who's going to help them. Uh, and then it turns out, nope, she's probably uh, worse than everyone.
9: Uh, as she's standing about Kian, she... Uh... Asks him not to die on her. Yeah, but don't stab him then. Uh, the prophet shows up, wonders what's going on, uh, sees Crow, murders him by force grabbing him and then wringing his neck.
7: Oh my goodness, that was that was worse for me than Kian getting stabbed. Kian getting stabbed. I'm expecting Kian to die in this storyline. His his character arc seems like one that's kind of potentially got a death at the end of it, but but not
9: Crow. Not, not poor Crow. The Prophet discards Crow's body in the dream vortex, and the scene s- changes to Zoe running through Jiva corridors. Jiva is uh, Helena Shang's company, who is Zoe's mother, who put her in a coma for one and a half year. Right,
7: yeah. and They're kind of linked to he Corp in some way.
9: The alarm has been triggered, but uh, there is no one around. Uh, Walking the corridors, Zoe discovers incubation pods bearing the names Zoe, Hannah, Hope, and Faith. uh, Hannah, obviously,
7: then alarm bells ring because there's Hannah from Propost who is the other dreamer. Faith, I know you've talked about as a character from the previous games, I think. was Was the sister character the one that was kind of in the internet? Was that that one? Yep. But obviously I don't. only know that from what you've told me, not from anything in this game.
9: And hope I hope I didn't recognize. Turns out Zoe has three sisters, and all of them have been made by Jeeva. So she's um, a test tube baby. Soldiers show up looking for you. They raid you the Central, so they are soldiers from that Wattie Corp. And they are not messing around. But while you expect they are hunting you, they also kill everyone they see.
7: The people that they kill... We're all wearing kind of scrubs, so I assumed they were either scientists or doctors or even kind of patients of some variety. Uh, but they are discrimin- indiscriminate in their massacring of everybody.
9: Uh, they do call out that they are looking for Briar Rose, which is the code name for Zoe.
7: But they may as well just kill everyone in the meantime.
9: Yeah, and if you run from them, and they they will shoot you if they get the chance. Uh, Zoe finds her mother and father held at gunpoint. While the soldiers are confused, Helena releases a gas, knocking down everyone besides her. The scene changes to the Asadi activating the engine. Sister Saya declares victory. The skies go swirly, and uh, the soldiers stop trying to get to Anna and Ferdows. Yeah. Goal has been reached. So
7: at this point, this is like this is like the lowest of the low for everyone involved. Kian has made a desperately failed attempt to turn the engine off, and now it's running and is now dead or dying along with Crow. And Zoe, her whole world has just completely disappeared, and she is now being gassed by her own mother after being chased by a bunch
9: of soldiers. Things really aren't looking good for anybody. Yeah, Zoe wakes up in a pod. Her mother has uh, trapped her in there. Uh, Helena Shang wants you to reboot the world. Yeah, which is kind of an abstract concept.
11: You'll make a better world. A world without sickness or death. A world without superstition, intolerance. A world where everyone's equal, where justice and compassion will prevail. A world not ruled by corporations or religions, but by science and logic. By rational thought a better world uh,
9: Helena explains that Zoe has been in Mumbai for a year and a half but projected herself elsewhere like she did before from uh, Stark to Arcadia but in this mm. case from Mumbai to Propost in, in a sense
7: it, is, it was a dream the whole time except she was dreaming in the real world with a projection of herself in a different place in the real world which is
9: really mind-mending Mind blending, mind mind melting Helena knows about Arcadia Jiva made Zoe and her sisters to be dreamers Uh, Helena considered Zoe a failed experiment but uh, Gabriel considered himself Zoe's father and left Jiva when uh, Helena decided Zoe was useless to them. Yeah, so
7: Zoe's powers hadn't manifested. So they thought she wasn't useful to them. And then they manifest when she first tries a dream machine.
9: Jiva uh, has manipulated Watticorp into helping them build Eingana, Which is Stark's version of the engine. Mm-hmm. Believing that Jiva has been helping out Watticorp and not the other way around. Yeah. And she said that they wanted Zoe
7: to go into uh, Arcadia and find Lux and absor- absorb Lux's power so they could harness that power. So basically everything Zoe's done that she thought she was doing herself was exactly the plan that Helena had the whole time. So
9: she's just basically given Lux to them
7: on a on a silver
9: platter. Did you learn that Ressa has been brainwashed by Wattie the entire time? Which explains why he was being such a completely useless tool. I guess. Helena wants Zoe to interface with Ingana to change the reality into her liking. She activates Ingana, sending you somewhere else. Uh, Crow shows up, and he doesn't feel great. Yeah, he's not dead. Or is he? Well, yeah,
7: he kind of is.
9: It's difficult to tell here.
7: It's like a projection of his consciousness or something.
9: He tells Zoe that you are in reality's blueprint, but he doesn't understand it yeah
7: he says he's been sent to deliver a message he doesn't understand
9: you revisit Westhouse leaving Stark in the 20th century
10: any sane man would turn around return to the world he knows forget what he has learned and live his life in blissful ignorance but in truth it is too late my choice was made many years ago When I first embarked on this journey, I cannot turn back. I am at a crossroads. But for me, there is only one path.
9: And witness him being attacked by the undreaming in story time. And this is the first time you see it. Uh, Yes, so... This is the opening scene of the previous game.
7: Oh, I see... Okay, yeah, so this... Makes little sense to me, so Westhouse to me is just some random side character who I met in the last episode. briefly. He means very little to me, so then, for like following him through this journey of well, being in a monastery and then doing the ritual, going to story time, meeting that vagabond, uh, getting possessed by the undreaming, like I get it, but at the same time, I'm also thinking, wait, who is this guy though <laughs> Westhouse. I know nothing about him, apart from my five minutes that I spent with him in the last episode.
9: Uh, the Prophet reveals himself to be Westhouse.
7: Yeah, which is, you know,
9: the big shocking twist reveal, but... Well, it it really wasn't. It was very obvious if you recently played the previous game.
7: Yeah, for someone who's new to the game, both The Prophet and Westhouse have only been really introduced at this late stage of the game. So they are maybe not as... It's not as a big of a reveal as it could have been if there'd been kind of background characters
9: throughout. Uh, the prophet has been mentioned several times. Westhouse is really a side character.
7: Yeah, but even the prophet, you know, he's, he's an abstract character. He's, he's very much in the periphery.
9: You don't see him
7: as the big bad necessarily. Um, you see kind of Vamon and Sire as
9: as the big bad. He's he's only kind of coming in as the big bad now the scene changes to adult saga returning to the house between worlds the house has been abandoned and uh, her father left it long ago and they've not met since yeah it's quite sad you need to make an elixir find a rope and a spatula yeah this is adventure puzzling again
11: let's see elixir of extraordinary extra human strength elixir of multiple consecutive climaxes elixir of selective remembrance hmm there elixir of delayed onset of mortality that's the one keep ticking after you've taken a licking
9: more more seeking searching around the house for stuff random stuff once you have everything you need Saga knocks down the bricked-up door and ends up in Mercoria, more to be specific, somewhere in the engine. Saga's prophecies to fulfill.
7: With with the potion that she made and
9: Kian's predicament, I, I kind of put two and two together here of what she was hoping to achieve. Saga turns off some machinery with the spatula and then uses the rope to reach Kian and to give him the elixir. Convenient. Uh, Saga and Kian have not met before No. Zoe keeps walking around learning more of Westhouse He has been struggling with the undreaming uh, You also learned that Westhouse killed the white dragon Which you already knew if you played the previous game Well yeah. you didn't exactly know that it was Westhouse But it was heavily implied Right I had no idea who this that woman was <laughs> Uh, the prophet convinces Utana to help him build the engine and at this point Crow realizes that he was killed. You also find out that the undreaming has left West House uh, into a soul stone which was uh, put inside Roperclax. Yeah, so this explains their
7: relationship and the prophet persuading Clax to build the engine. Although Roperclax is magical, and the Prophet, Westhouse's goal is to eliminate all magic. So I'm not quite sure that Clax is quite, you know, I don't know if he quite realizes what his end goal is
9: here. Maybe not, but Clax has always been a real idiot. Yeah,
7: I mean, he's just been promised a load of power. But if there's no magic, then surely he has no power.
9: Well, he would have power if, he, if Westhouse kept his promise. Clax uh, is not inherently magical. He has uh, tools and trinkets for that stuff. He doesn't actually... Oh, I see. He, he can't do any magic by himself. He oh, needs... He, he's, uh, he's
7: not a wizard. He's not a um, He's not a, a Gandalf-type wizard. He's a yeah, potions and, and spells type wizard.
9: They call him an alchemist in the previous game. Okay, that
7: makes more sense then, that he'd
9: go along with this. Uh, you learn that Westhouse's staff is an ancient powerful artifact, and it's the conveniently the only thing that can destroy the soul stone.
7: They need to get the Spear of Gobbledygook. That's what I called it.
9: The staff is called the Silver Spear of Gorimon.
7: Yeah, yeah, Gobbledygook.
9: Close enough. Yeah. Uh, then Zoe meets uh, April Ryan, or a ghost of her. Yeah. So uh, Zoe va- vanishes and Crow and April does so shortly after. Yeah, I thought this would be the last I'd see of Crow,
7: so it was nice to see him go off with April,
9: because He was her original sidekick. Zoe returns to her real body, which is still stuck in the pod. Uh, She realizes that reality is tearing and that she can use her dream powers.
7: What's Helena hoping is happening during this time? Because she's obviously, she's put Zoe in the pod. She turned on her machine, which sent Zoe to the vortex and gave Zoe all this information. But is she expecting it's doing something else that is facilitating her own goals? Because it seemed like what she did was just give Zoe the ammunition to then be used against her.
9: I don't think she realized that she thinks that the computer is changing reality into what she wants. She has been given this information by the prophet, by Westhouse, and I don't think he's been entirely straightforward either. Right. What she hopes to accomplish is uh, to make the world a better place. I don't think she realizes that what she's about to do is f- fuse Stark and Arcadia, mm. and and they have a fancy name for it, but I c- can't remember it. Yeah,
7: because her goal is to eliminate magic entirely, which is Westhouse's goal, but in in but he wants to join the two worlds together. Yeah, so he can get back to Stark. Very confusing.
9: When we had the recap, I. Explained that Earth was split into two because humanity got so good with technology and magic that they threatened existence. And that's why the world was split. Mm. And what what's about to happen is that the two worlds are being combined again into one, making humans... Again, very, very powerful. Right. So Zoe uses her dream powers to read the mind of Helena to f- figure out how to get out of the pod. Helena tries to release the gas again, but Zoe stops her. And Gabrielle points a gun at Helena. <laughs> so the gun is almost bigger than he is. They had some kind of power suits, The soldiers that were carrying them. Yeah. Yes, it's ridiculously large.
7: But uh, reality is tearing itself apart, so they have other things to worry about.
9: At this point, a portal to Arcadia opens, which surprises everyone. Uh, It turns out that uh, Saga is the one opening the portal. Kian wonders what's going on, and Saga just tells him that she's too busy for introductions right now, and uh, tells Kian and Zoe to start talking. Yeah,
7: I like Saga's character in this because she's obviously been told some prophecy that said these are the things that need to happen and she's not interested in any of the rest of it. She just wants to make sure that she ticks the boxes. You know, get the get the potion, get the spatula, get the rope, open the portal, get those two talking, nothing else. Don't don't talk about
9: anything else, get it done. Zoe so tells Kian to kill Clax using the spear Westhouse carries. Kean is up for murdering, he's good at that. Yeah, that's something I can do. He has trouble following uh, what Zoe is saying, but she dumps it down for him. Yeah, she offloads
7: all of her knowledge on him,
9: which she distills into take spear, murder, clacks. Yeah. But if we can
10: stop the prophet by taking his spear and killing a wizard, this is something I can do.
11: I'm coming with you. No. No, you can't. We're not done here.
10: I'll see the two of you afterwards
11: no you won't what nothing
9: as kian is on route to assassinite clax fredaus and anna shows up meeting saga everyone is confused saga just says that anna is unimportant but fredaus has a job to do yeah but he's too busy trying to pick his mouth up off the floor because he's awestruck by the portal between worlds fredaus failed to stop the engine but he gets help from Wit, uh, Mira's assistance, to create a computer virus.
7: I liked the moment in this where Zoe brings Ferdows into Stark in order to have that conversation. At which point they then can't communicate with each other. The whatever magic allows them to understand each other in uh, Arcadia doesn't work in Stark. So she just
9: <laughs> they have no clue what they're saying to each other. Fortunately, he can read diagrams. Yeah. Uh, Westhouse begins altering reality, fusing Arcadia and Stark. Clax notices Kian and pushes him off a bridge using magic. Fortunately, Kian climbs back up, grabs the spear and throws it through Clax, killing him. Yippee! Uh, The Undreaming escapes into Westhouse, who disintegrates.
7: Yeah, very satisfying.
9: Uh, Ferdows uh, apparently understands how to stop the engine. Uh, the shift Stark closes and Ferdows begins his work to destroy the engine. And then Vamon shows up. Mm, but he doesn't do anything. He just watches and creeps on them. But Anna notices. He leaves West Westhouse. Appears in Stark where the Castillo family is having a bit of an argument. So when Gabrielle really wants to shut down Eingana. Uh, Helena refuses to cooperate. Uh, as Westhouse sh- shows up. Helena is a bit upset with him. Westhouse force strokes her. And then force pushes G- Gabrielle.
7: Yeah so this is when he implies that he has been working with Helena the whole time. So him creating the engine... And her creating Angana, you know, it was a, a symbiotic, deliberate
9: act, working
7: together for their own goals rather than independently. It was kind of, it was kind of
9: made clear that they were working together. Helena mentioned that Angana was a multi-dimensional device.
7: how did they communicate between the different worlds to do that?
9: I do not know. Uh, th- there has been communication in. In the earlier games in the series, Between Worlds, but it's never explained how. Mm. Uh, Zoe saves Helena, separating the Undreaming from West House. The Undreaming fuses with Lux.
7: Yeah, so this is all about how the Undreaming being pulled out of the dream has created this imbalance, I guess. And the whole universe is about balance. So by bringing Lux and the Undreaming together, balance has now been restored. That's how I kind of took it.
9: Ferdows manages to destroy the engine. You learn that the Asadi soldiers turned on Vamon and Saya as the engine started up, believing it was magic. <laughs> yeah. So they, they did they did switch sides but not soon enough to save the general unfortunately. Saya makes up a plan to blame the prophet declaring her undying love for Vamon who decides he has no his own plan.
11: We tell them we were misled by the Prophet, like so many others. That we believed we were acting in accordance with the wishes of the Goddess. Perhaps the light will shine upon us, and we'll be spared. Or at least, we die with our heads lifted to the sky, redeemed in her glory. Vamon, we can walk the slopes of the first mountain, hand in hand. You'll do this for me, Vamon, because you love me, and you wish to protect me. We share the responsibility for this. We.
10: I am not staying here to be arrested, tried, and executed in ignominy. Her shame was too great. She jumped. She had misled everyone, including the commander. I will let you take credit as the sole architect of our grand scheme, sire. I grant you that gift.
7: Oh my goodness! That was a brilliant moment. This was very kind of Game of Thronesy with the kind of shocking twist moment. Actually, I did kind of see it coming when she goes on this whole. It's okay, it's okay. We can, we can fix this. We can do it. You do this, and I'll do this, and I'll do this. And you can just see him looking at her, and I was just thinking in my head, he's gonna, he's no, he's not gonna go for this. And then when he shoves her off the tower, it was like, yeah, he is not interested in getting arrested with her or any kind of blame on him he's just in it for himself he was in it for power more than
9: anything saga turns on her walkman and picks up crow carrying him away this gave me a little moment of hope that she might be
7: able to uh, restore him in some way
9: or or or, or maybe she was just going to stuff him and put him on above the fireplace in her house zoe is unconscious or dead and her father carries her away. Utana finds the injured Kian and promises to fulfill the work of exterminating magic and leaves him for dead. Utana seems to
7: actually really be for this whole idea of destroying magic. It, when when she was talking to the prophet and he kind of ordered her to do it, I got the kind of sense that she was just following his orders rather than believing it in herself, but this kind of shows that actually
9: she is she believes in his cause devoutly Vamon is caught escaping the tower Anna stabs him in the stomach and lets some magicals finish him off yeah a satisfying end to a
7: very bad dude although it follows very quickly after him pushing Sire off the tower so it kind of feels almost a bit cheap to kill him almost straight away But
9: I guess they had to wrap everything up, otherwise there'd be too many loose ends. One week later, Kian can walk again. Uh, The rebels have turned the tide and uh, more or less liberated Mercuria. Shepard steps down as the leader of Mercuria, in my case. Shepard is dead. Still dead, in my case. The leadership is left to Enu, who survived the the attack. Uh, She is very confused by that decision, and so was I.
7: Oh, so she's alive in yours? She came back to
9: life? Yeah, she was saved but was in a bad state. Yes,
7: so in mine, um, there's a memorial to Shepherd Bob who can see, and Harmy, and then Inu's there and she doesn't want Kian to leave, uh, but he encourages her to lead the rebels to help rebuild. She doesn't really believe in herself, but... Uh, Agrees and then declares her love for Kian, but in a friendly way
11: Who will help us make the right decisions and deal with the Azadi and secure peace between humans and magicals and You will I Wait, what me? How
10: what you're the strongest and bravest person. I know
11: I don't but no, you see I I
4: haven't Huh?
10: The others trust you and admire you They'll listen to you You've proved yourself
4: Okay, now you're going to
11: make me cry. That's not fair.
10: You'll be fine, Anu.
11: Oh, okay, here we go. Floodgates wide open.
10: Goodbye, Enu.
11: I love you. I mean, in a friendly way. I mean... screw it.
7: And then they hug it out. Also, in my version, we've got Liko alive. This is the point where they talk about whether or not now it's all over, if Liko is going to go through with killing kian lico decides that he's willing to let it go now uh they've been through too much and they actually decide to join together well you you can decide to take him with you or leave him behind
9: and of course they took him with us you know these two dudes are great together kian intends to leave Makoria, return home to asadir and uh, put a stop to vatana's plans Uh, as they leave saga shows up yeah and he is very very confused
7: He's not just confused, he's almost angry about how kind of enigmatic she is and she doesn't give him any straight answers. He just, he just gets really cross that she doesn't answer any of his questions.
11: It'll take a while to explain. We can cover it on the road to Sadir. Sadir? Capital of the Azadi Empire? Situated where the Six Rivers meet. Stop the... Stop
10: playing games, woman.
11: I'm coming with you. Uh,
10: I... what? Why?
11: Because that's how the story goes. It's been written, and we can't change that now. We have a war to win. And then, in another decade or so, there's going to be an even bigger war. You'll definitely need me for that one. Us. You'll need us. It's been foretold, Bloodless King. For thousands of years. Seriously, I promise I'll cover all of it when we have some quality time to ourselves. Oh, and... And one last thing. You may not like this one, Yet. You're going to, uh, to adopt me.
10: Adopt what?
11: I'll need a name, in Azadir, a surname, otherwise I won't be useful to you. No one listens to a nameless person, and it's not like we can just get married. So you adopt me and bring me into your family, and I take your name and become a princess. Saga Alvane. I like the sound of that. I've never had a surname. We didn't need one.
10: What are you talking about?
11: Again, I'll explain soon as we leave. And we should leave soon. Because Sadir needs you.
10: I... Goddess. Yes. Yes. To Sadir. But unless you explain everything, everything, I'll toss you overboard before we're halfway there. Understood?
11: I can live with that.
10: Good. Adopt. Mm Mm-hmm. Also... How did you get here? How did you know I was in the Enclave? What was that portal? Can you open portals anywhere? Why not just...
11: Everything. I pinky promise.
10: (sighs) Light save me.
9: Uh, Zoe wakes up in Casablanca. For real this time. Uh, Gabrielle and Zoe talks it out. You learn that Westhouse and Helena got away. Yeah, I wasn't sure if
7: they... Because he said they disappeared and I wasn't sure if that meant melted away and vanished like Brian did in Arcadia or they literally just, yeah, got away, ran away.
9: He, he does say that he does not expect to see her again, that she will be li- laying low for a while. Watticorp is busy with the story you broke earlier about being responsible for the uh, terrorist bombing in Propast. This... Seems to be quite an embarrassment for them and put them on the defensive. Uh, The dream machines will be outlawed and Reza is better.
7: Yeah, hopefully he's a bit less boring now as well. Uh,
9: Gabrielle tells the story of Zoe's early life. How after two years with no powers, uh, Helena decided Zoe waste waste, and uh, uh, Gabrielle decided to take care of her. Uh, Before the scene changes... Uh, Reza shows up Uh, Five years later Kian and and Saga rule Azadir Zoe is pregnant But the father is not revealed
7: No I don't know Does it well Yeah
9: It it seems like a weird epilogue If
7: they weren't planning on Obviously continuing with it
9: Uh, I didn't realize the first time But the second time I was happy That they didn't show Who the father was Yeah
7: I'd rather it wasn't Reza I'd rather he turned up In Casablanca And the first thing Zoe said was Yeah we're definitely over You are far too boring for me.
9: Uh, This is the end of this story, but there is an epilogue left. You return to the House Between Worlds as uh, Old Lady Saga. It's very easy to miss all the cool stuff in the room before you do the critical path.
7: Yeah, so I did look at a few of the objects that she comments on. Obviously, she's had a lot of adventures over the years in between then and now. And she kind of makes references to those. She also there's a photograph or rather there's a picture of um, her parents. And she says she quite likes to imagine that her father did end up finding her mother. And they
9: ended up living happily together somewhere. Which I hope to. Uh, After lighting a fire and letting Crow in. Yeah! Crow is somehow alive. Saga tells Crow to leave her alone for a bit. Uh, She's expecting a guest and doesn't want to grow there. This is a familiar scene from the very first game where April Ryan meets Lady Alevane.
7: Yeah, so obviously not knowing those were his games. I didn't know that, but in everything else that's happened, I kind of figured that out. that, That April encounters this old lady on her adventure In one of the other games. And this is kind of a loop that's coming back around. Because the House Between Worlds is out of space and time. So you know it doesn't matter where in time it might happen.
9: It was a rather large mystery in the first game. Who this Lady Aloane was. And uh, since many expected that Kian and April would hook up. And uh, Lady Aloane was April. Which she kind of is. But it's more complicated than that. Yeah,
7: she's April reborn. I did also... So when Crow turns up at the window, it wasn't too much of a surprise because in that very brief moment where you see Kian, Likos and Saga, Crow is actually sitting on Saga's shoulder when they're in Sidir. I didn't notice that. So at that point, I was like, yay, she saved him. So then when he turns up in this... uh, In the future, it wasn't as much of a big reveal. I mean, the fact he's still alive is quite a shock. But
9: Yeah, I was very surprised when uh, he was killed, knowing that uh, this scene had yet to play out. So does he appear in that scene then
7: in the other game?
9: Yeah, in the original game, he shows up after April leaves.
7: Right... Because April, yeah, because um, because Saga tells him not to come back downstairs, so I wasn't sure if he does make an appearance.
9: Well, he does, and the credits roll, and they are very long credits since this was a kickstarted game. Yeah,
7: all the uh, many, 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 many people who put money down.
9: Yeah, there were several thousand who pitched in one and a half million dollars into the wow. game, and uh, from my understanding, this was not a. Good example of a successful kickstarter it uh, was supposed to be delivered years earlier than it was finished and the physical items were of really bad quality and was actually just delivered a month ago
7: as in a month ago time of this recording
9: as in june of 2020 and the wow. kickstarter was in 2013 wow i believe wow so I doubt Red Thread Games will ever do another Kickstarter. I've looked through the comments through the years and uh, people have not been positive. There are exceptions with those that were really happy that the game got made at all. There was one point when they decided to switch engines mid-production. After releasing the first two episodes and going to... A new engine it, that almost broke the company. Yeah, that sounds like a misstep. And you can r- really tell that uh, gameplay-wise, the first two books differs very much from three, four, and five.
7: Mm, yeah, and the balance between kind of gameplay and cutscenes as well. There's, there's a lot more cutscenes in the later episodes,
9: which I felt was the way to go
4: yeah
7: it's a very dense story driven game so and, and the pacing as well it makes the pacing a lot quicker if there's not a huge amount of wandering around
9: trying to figure stuff out yeah i'm a huge fan of the longest journey uh, Dreamfall, not as much the first one is uh, one of my favorite games of all time i do not think i would consider it that if i played it today it has probably aged significantly.
7: So I was going to say if they if they did like um maybe not like a full remake but like just a remaster would you uh,
9: would you dive back in? You can still get the first two games uh, on the sheep from good old games or Steam. But in truth I do not recommend getting them. Uh, the Longest Journey is still excellent but it you can tell that it's an old game. A mm. uh, Dreamfall feels a bit unfinished, actually. There are some scenes in particular which look really bad. So if they maybe did a
7: a full ground-up remake of the first two games and fixed some of those issues...
9: That is not going to happen. That's never going to happen. (laughs) This game was a financial success, but just barely. Yeah. And the first game is very, very long and way more expansive than... uh, Dreamfall Chapters was,
7: which, considering its age, is quite a thing.
9: It's a fantastic game, but I don't think it's aged well. Interesting,
7: but will there be another?
9: There very likely will not. Uh, The first two games were funded by Funcom, and they allowed Red Thread Games, which is uh, founded by the writer of the first two games. So I don't know what kind of deal they made, but they allowed him to finish his story. Uh, in the Kickstarter stretch goals there was an additional game planned but I do not think that will ever see the light of day and uh, they, the developers have said that they wanted to wrap up most of the loose ends since they did not expect to be able to return to this universe after this game was released.
7: Oh, that's a shame. It does, so it does feel like obviously the key story threads are kind of tied up but they do leave some mystery and some things open. Obviously, what happens to Brian and Helena, um, how Kian goes about dealing with Mother Otana and that whole thing. You
9: know, all of those are stories that that could be told. Saga also tells you what is going to happen and how they will be resolved when she talks with Kian in the Enclave. Yeah. So it's not there's not much mystery there, and I think mystery is the best thing about this series you never know what is going to happen anything can happen and there's just there's a lot of fuel for the imagination you only see small slices of the worlds Mm. but they the world building is excellent they let you uh, imagine how the rest of the world is in a very smart way
7: yes yeah it did feel like um a lot bigger than what you ever saw And the way they deliver the information, as we've mentioned before, is is very well done. In that it's not exposition; it's not too exposition-heavy. It's often um, a lot more kind of
9: subtle than that. So, playing through these this game as a newcomer, was it understandable, or do you think you should have played the previous game before?
7: I think if you'd played the previous games, then you would definitely, obviously, be in at an advantage in a lot of the. The detail that's put across it's so dense, and there's so much to unpack and I think you do miss a lot of that detail um, if you don't have that familiarity uh, if you like it and enjoy it as much as as kind of I did, then I think you'd be willing to kind of delve into the various wikis and YouTube videos and whatnots to kind of fill in the gaps. but I can also see how people coming to the game new and fresh might not get very far into it before just going, I have no idea what's going on,
9: and putting it down. Well, especially the f- very first book must be mm. very difficult to follow as a newcomer to the series because they show things and explain nothing what is going on while serious veterans know exactly what's going on.
7: Yeah, I think it's definitely worth sticking with because the, the, the narrative it carves out is worth following. Um, but yes, it's um, it's it's being thrown into the deep end from the get go,
9: and I, I can see that being a turn off for quite a lot of casual players, at least, and newcomers. Yeah, but in the end, you appear to have enjoyed the ride.
7: Oh, absolutely! This is my kind of game through and through. And you know, you talking about the original games, despite how dated they are, or or maybe a little bit wonky in places, still makes me think that I'd enjoy them and want to go back to to playing them. I was a big fan of point and click adventures growing up the golden era in the 90s. Uh I played quite a few of those, so this this ticks all my boxes and I and I enjoyed the kind of tonal dissonance and kind of surrealist bits and the odd bits of humor uh and the metaphysical philosophical things that they kind of try to chew over. So, you know, I'm I'm a happy I'm a happy camper.
9: Uh, it's not perfect, but I find that it actually managed to pull things together, not leaving many loose threads and yeah, there are bits that do not add up, but on the whole it's remarkably cohesive.
7: Yeah. And and like you can from episode to episode you do notice these subtle and not so subtle shifts in how they approach the gameplay and how they deliver the story. But it still kinda of ties together okay. I would have been really upset if I'd have been one of the early kickstarters and they'd released episodes 1 and 2 and then it all went a bit wrong and if they'd never been released that would have been quite upsetting. You know the the last few sections. So it's good that they finished it and they finished it in a way that seems like they finished it mostly how they probably intended because that's the other thing is they could have rushed out the
9: last end the last episodes, right? They probably did rush it out in the end. You can tell that there were a lot of things uh, they intended to do something with and never did there are a lot of locations in uh, both mercuria and uh, propost which uh, you run by you can interact with but you can never go in and it's very obvious that they intended you to be able to visit those locations
7: there's definitely obviously stuff that's cut and stuff that's kind of rushed through but it still it still works they got they got the main
9: things across i think yeah, unfortunately, I think that this world is dead. Or, well, I say unfortunately, but I mean fortunately. Uh, I was fairly disappointed with this game playing through it the first time. Playing through it again in a more condensed fashion, I warmed to it, liked it more. But yeah, I'm not entirely happy how this ended. It is a remarkable game, but I don't think I could recommend it to everyone.
7: yeah. I would put a big asterisk on any recommendation that said would say, if you've played the previous games, probably play it to, to finish off the story. If you haven't, be warned that you will be confused. And it's, it's quite a long going, so you have to really stick with it. But it's rewarding in the end, I'd say.
9: There is nothing quite like it. It's a unique story in gaming. And I'm happy that they managed to pull through and uh, finish the story. I did actually really like how it ended in 2006 with everything falling apart. Uh, After going all over the world, well, different worlds, Zoe ends up in a coma, the dream machine is released, Kian is put in prison for treason, everything went to hell. April got a spear through his stomach. This is the conclusion that people have been waiting for since 2006. It's very difficult to deliver a satisfying ending after all this time.
7: Yeah, that's crazy when you think about that kind of gap. It's it's like trying to make a sequel to a film that came out 15 years before with a massive cliffhanger ending. Everyone has kind of built up what they expected to be in their minds for so long. You'll never be able to live up to that.
9: This ends the current Game Club And we will put Dreamfall chapters behind us. I believe you have a second playthrough for the completion. Do you intend to go for it?
7: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I'll probably give it a a bit of time before I go back. I don't think it's a full playthrough. I think it's just some of the alternate choices that I didn't make. So where I was presented with one option or another.
9: Uh, There are a few mutually exclusive achievements and... uh, there, there is none for book 5, but you have to play it from book 1 to book 4 to unlock yes. them all. Uh, it's fairly painless if you just button mash through the dialogue, which is a good thing that you can do. Uh, the load times in the first chapters are rather bad, but as you know, it's going to be faster in the later episodes. Yeah,
7: and I'll be paying attention to the differences you know, the the kidbot sections rather than the shipbot sections. But for the rest, I assume it pretty much plays out the same. Uh, so I'll probably be
9: able to skim through that. More or less. Might want to dabble in uh, other ways to solve the puzzles, but probably not. Nah. Uh, thank you, Shu and Ice, for joining me on this journey. Thank you for having me. It's been quite a ride. I very much enjoyed our weekly discussions. As did I. Thank you again and thanks everyone for listening. Thanks. Have a nice day everyone. Bye bye.